My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT update, takeovers and live shows for the Big Four. This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And for our 266, it's NXT TakeOver Blackpool 2. Two! And we cannot wait after all the build-up and the live shows that we have done. We are going to start the event proper. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. And hey Jude, don't be afraid. They were made to go out and get him. The minute you let him under your skin, then you begin... To making it better. And any time you feel the pain. Hey Jude. Refrain. Don't carry the world on your shoulder. It's a fool who plays it cool. By making the world a little colder. And of course that is one of the greatest British exports of all time. The Beatles with Hey Jude. And talk about great British exports. We're going to see it here tonight at TakeOver. Dan, are you looking forward to the event first and foremost? I am looking forward to the event. Yeah, there's a few good matches that I'm uh, more than looking forward to seeing. And uh, hopefully the... Volta and Joe Coffey match should be two hard hitting um should be well, should be a huge hard hitting affair. Without a shadow of a doubt, and of course we do the prediction league and it is our first takeover of the decade and we have got the envelopes and Dan, do you want to explain the prediction leagues for everybody? Yes, well we have three uh well no. Sorry, we don't have three leagues no, anymore. We, we have four leagues. Now we have an AEW pay per view league, we have a WWE pay per view league, we have an NXT pay per view league, and we have a bonus pay-per-view league as well obviously the uh recent edition of the AEW pay-per-view league but we're going to be focusing on the nxt league and we're starting with takeover without a doubt and of course last year uh i won the year end because of course we do year end predictions well we had all the points together and we get an overall winner of the entire pay-per-view and last year that was me and dan what t-shirt are you sporting now because of your loss i am i have uh constantly worn this same t-shirt for a long time now, and it is original bro Matt Riddle, our most hated superstar of the year award winner. Yeah, so let's get started with the action. We start off with uh, Nigel McGuinness and Tom or Todd Phillips welcoming us to the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool. And of course, it was just a year ago we had our very first takeover, and the action is starting quicker because Trent Seven is coming out here for our opening matchup of the evening. Of course, going against the Welsh Dragon, Eddie Dennis. And Eddie Dennis has appeared at TakeOver before losing to Dave Mastiff. And Trent Seven came up short last year with Mustache Mountain. But as we get started with this, uh, we talk about building. And what are your thoughts on uh, how this story's evolved? Um, I, I quite enjoy it. You know, it is uh, trainer versus trainee. I like these kind of stories. You know, the, the trainee's got something to prove. And the trainer's like, well, you know, 
I taught you everything you know, but not everything I know. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a huge obstacle to overcome. I'm hoping that Trent Seven can do it, you know, score one for the Huskier fellas. Yes, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Speaking of that, let's start off with the very first prediction of the year. See how the year continues with us. It's me to go up first. And I, in this match, has gone for, well, like I said, I'm a fan of the Huskier fellow. So, of course, I've gone Trent Seven. I, too, have gone for the Husky Mustache Mountain member, Trent Seven. Yeah, I think Seven needs a victory. I think that is vital for him as the bell sounds. Dennis went for a boot. Seven powerbombed, and this could be it already. Two. Two. Oh, that would have been a quick point for the pair of us. Yeah, I would have minded that. Yeah, Seven's kind of been the... um, the, the man in Mustache Mountain who's uh, easier to beat, so to speak, and he hasn't had that many big victories. I think seven wins tonight. It'll be great for him as he hits a DDT on Dennis. And Dennis doesn't know what's hit him to start off. Yeah, well, Trent Seven's come running out uh, for this match. He knows uh, Eddie Dennis's weakness, I suppose. You know, it's uh, what he hasn't taught him yet. Um, and he has got to uh, knock Eddie down a few pegs. I think we're actually managed to get, behind, uh, get under... Oh, Trent Seven's legs. Razor's edge. Slam Seven down. And Eddie Dennis, this is a huge night for the young man from Wales. If he can get the job done. Trent just found the power of Eddie. But if you talk about keys to victory, I think Dennis, he's got to try and put Seven away quickly. And it was a surprise to see Trent actually try that. As Dennis with a forearm now just grabs the arm. But would um, an Eddie Dennis victory kind of start propelling him up the... Uh... Up the picking order. I think without doubt. I think a victory here tonight is a huge kind of momentum swing for Dennis. Like I said, he suffers injuries in the past. He's come up short. And they're trying to build not. I mean, his look for me is not the most aesthetically pleasing, shall we say. Um, and even for quite a big guy. He's not a lot of muscle mass, I think. No, really. no. He's, he's more tall than a big guy. Um, he looks like he should be part of the, uh, the Jungle Boy crew on AEW yeah. with that outfit he's wearing. But, you know, he is kind of representing the Welsh and, you know, he's kind of got, like, dragon scales on it. He's got a big dragon on his leg. Right. Not a fan of green, personally. No, neither am I. Uh, but, like you said, it could be a huge night here for Wales as well, because if you've got Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster fighting for the uh, championship, it could be a huge night for Scotland as well. If Gallus can be... All the home nations kind of uh, represented here, and like you said, England's own Trent Seven facing an uphill battle against Dennis. As he gets suplexed after Dennis has weathered the storm and he's kind of getting his way back into this match... Would you count uh, Trent Seven as a veteran? I wouldn't, no. Even though he's probably one of the <laughs> oldest members on the roster. But, you know, he don't get me wrong. He is a veteran on NXT UK. You know, he was on the very first episode and he's kind of been there or thereabouts. You know, um, plus or minus a couple of injuries here and there. Um, and, you know, I'd see him in the back as one of the locker room leaders as well. Yeah, I completely agree with you with that. A seven fights back with chops. Looks for the DDT, but Dennis had it blocked. So what do you reckon this could uh, do for Mustache Mountain if, say, one of them gets the victory and the other one doesn't? Like, say, if Trent gets the victory and uh, Tyler Bate comes up short? Uh, I think... Ooh. Oh, my God. Jesus. Seven. Suicide dive to Dennis. Explode a suplex on the outside. Throws him back in. I think this could be tough, you know, for Mustache Mountain. They said they, they were expected to win the tag team titles a year ago. Came up short. Since then, they've not had that much success and they're kind of being used as stepping stones by people like Eddie Dennis and Jordan Devlin oh seven well, uh, came off the top there yeah corkscrew sent on but um just unsuccessful and how Dennis looking to get his breath back you would think the weight difference is not that much like I said you know Dennis is just that 
He's got basketball f- basketball frame. Well, so is Trent Seven, just the shape of a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, he went for the clothesline, got blocked, goes for it again. It's cool. And Dennis there, nice tilt well slam. Goes for the cover, but no, Trent managed to kick out. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of Eddie Dennis at the moment. I'm not. There's nothing I'm seeing that, you know... We've not seen elsewhere. Exactly. You know, with Trent Seven, it seems like he's he's the one leading this match. Mm. He's the one, you know, he's the shot caller in this match. And I think, you know, with good wrestlers, it's normally 50-50. I think, I think he's a bit like Baron Corbin, but oh. without the personality, if you know what I mean, just with the moveset. Is he Baron just... Corbin hasn't got a personality, though. <laughs> well, he's picking up Trent Seven. Looking for the outsider's edge again, but no, Trent Seven with a ripcord clothesline. Gets ducked and Eddie Dennis with a huge elbow to the jaw drops Trent. And now looking for a suplex, but no, Trent managing to reverse it to a slam. Oh, really high cover, but now only a two count. Two. And Seven now is trying to build a little bit of the fans behind him. We'll talk about this if they're successful or not. There's no doubt they're the most popular probably act in NXT UK, our Mustache Mountain. Absolutely. Well, you know, they're, they're a really happy-go-lucky kind of tag team. You know, you need one of them in pretty much every division. And now he's looking for the burning hammer. He's seven, but Dennis holding on to the top rope. Manages to get deposited to the outside. Ducks a clothesline from Trent. Eddie with a huge forearm. Now looking to expose the turnbuckle. Oh, a proper heel there. A proper heel. The old turnbuckle expose. Oh, you can hear him booing his seven there with a shot. And stopping Dennis now looking for maybe the superplex. Oh, and a turnbuckle pad has fallen off in the melee. Now seven all the way up with Eddie Dennis. Oh, straight into a cover. But no, Dennis managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, Eddie Dennis must have been at least 10 feet in the air. Or at least 12 foot up. They came crashing down. Now Trent Seven trying to seize this moment. And it obviously hurt inside. <laughs> trying to finish him off now. Looking for the clothesline. No, Dennis grabs out a top turnbuckle. Sends Trent face first into the exposed ring. Oh my God. And the referee realising Seven slumps down. And Dennis say, no, I, I didn't mean to do that. Who's headed that turnbuckle Bloody post? hell, whose coke is that Pepsi? Whose shoes are those chainers? And the fans chanting VAR. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> choose that. That's why I love the British crowd. Oh, wait a minute. And he looks like a powerbomb. And referee say, no, not into the turnbuckle. Well, yeah, he's got him up for the outsider's edge. I think he's going to hit it regardless of the referee's... Oh! oh Jesus! God! Throws Trent Seven onto the back. Of uh, one of the sound engineers or something. Holy shit. And Trent Seven's in trouble. Gets thrown in. Was folded up like an accordion. Goes for the cover. One, two. No. Trent getting the shoulder up at two. Two. <laughs> and the fans in the front row with their moustaches. The crowd now realise maybe Trent's still in this. Well, he certainly is out on his feet. And in fact, it's suplex perhaps. Next stop driver. And that is it for Trent Seven. Well, that was disappointing, wasn't it? was it? very disappointing. I'm not too keen on the hill, Eddie Dennis. No. He's got some very innovative moves, and his finishers, it certainly is one of a kind. But um, when I'm seeing matches from trainer against trainee, I like to see him as a, like, you know, a bit of respect between the two. When the trainee does eventually you know, overcome the trainer, the, trainee, the trainer is, uh, you know, he's gracious in defeat, you know, sh- shake of the hands. A raise of the hand or something, you know, kind of a passing of the torch and the respect. But 
to get the victory like this, you, you, you want to hope that Trent Seven gets his way back into this. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, they told the story of the match, didn't they, with the... Um... With the the corner and uh, with a power bomb to the outside and stuff, but I think for me, like, did this need to be on takeover? Is this a, a match that really kind of lit things up and kind of went a different level up for me? It's it's it's, it's not in a way, you know. I, I feel like um, this is a, a disappointing way to start takeover as well, especially with Dennis beating seven. I mean, irrespective of where we went prediction wise, I still think like this this match has kind of started things off. Well, this, this could have been different. This could have been a showcase of what Trent Seven can do. And Trent Seven getting the victory. And Eddie Dennis, like, you know, they could have gone for a show of respect. And then Eddie comes into this and says, no, I'm not going down like this. You know, hits a low blow, hits an elbow, you know, or, or does something devious. And then it goes into this match that we've seen. Yeah, yeah I think that would be fair to say. Uh, so, all right, we... Um... Prediction point-wise, after that, both of us start the year off with nil points. So, we have scored no points this year. This year, so far, in 2020, we have not got a point right. So, we'll see what happens as we carry on. Of course, uh, it's been a huge uh, January so far. We've brought you uh, Wrestle Kingdom for now with TakeOver Blackpool. And we've still got so much to come as well with Raw Rumble, TakeOver Portland, and of course, AEW uh, at in the end of February. As we see Gallus getting ready for a big night for them. But up next, Dan. It is the women's triple threat match. Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Yeah, and this should be an absolute cracker. We talk about the uh, the build-up to this match. This has been a very basic story told. Brilliant. You know, we talked about it a lot on the live pre-show. Uh, just about, you know, these three women have been friends throughout the majority of their career, and it came to uh, NXT UK at the same time. But it seems like gold has kind of got between the three of them, hasn't it? You know, with Piper Niven, Tony Storm, and Kaylee well, Ray. you know, this is about Kaylee Ray getting the shock upset victory over Tony Storm. Tony Storm going away for a little while. So in Tony's absence, Piper Niven's kind of stepped up to the plate and says, I want a match with you. <laughs> um, and Tony Storm's come back and says, look, no disrespect, Piper, but I've got dibs on this title match I want to go for it um, and then you know there's been a bit of friction between Piper Niven and uh, Tony Storm as well is this going to kind of impact their friendship we don't know is KD Ray the ultimate opportunist uh, as we see now she knows she's got problem with Tony Storm she knows she's got problem with Piper Niven has she got into both women's heads and turned them against each other is this like kind of ultimate mastermind on her part well, you know, it could be um, it could be a good, good bit of uh, mind games from Kaylee Ray, kind of, you know, taking herself out of the limelight, focusing it on Tony Storm and Piper Niven, so then them two take each other out. Kaylee Ray can slip in and get the quick victory. Yeah, what I like about it as well, it's very, very simple. You know, Niven's never had the goal before. Storm says she doesn't care about friendship. She just needs the championship back. That's all that means to her. And Kaylee Ray said there's no way Tony Storm has got another opportunity and there's no way Piper Niven will ever have the championship belt so every you know all three women have got point to prove are we surprised it's the second match on the card rather than the co-main event like normal takeover women matches um i, I don't know you know because on some pay-per-view cards you get the title match starting off like the raw title match starting off and then the smackdown title will be the main event or vice versa so you know, to put this match on first probably would have been more susceptible. Well, I don't know about you, but out of all the matches that are on the cards, I think this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I think it would be fair. So I think the ladder match 
is going to be amazing. But I think the women's title match, that's the one that kind of piques my interest the most because it's one that it could go any way conceivably, you know? Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's one way I'd like it to go, and that's back into the hands of Tony Storm. Um, I'm sure you'd like it to go to Piper Niven. I love Piper. I've said Piper Niven was dominant. I love it if you win the the championship. Well, speaking of predictions, Dan, who have you gone for, then, in this matchup? Well, James, I told you who I'd like to see it in the hands of. And I've not gone for her. I've gone for Piper Niven. You've gone Niven, and I've gone Kaylee Ray in this matchup. So why Piper Niven, then? Um, uh, you know, I think this would set up... Uh, I think Kaylee Ray was kind of a, a bit of a transitional champion, uh, you know. And I'd like to see the Tony Storm Piper Niven storyline kind of take front and centre as opposed to Kaylee Ray versus such and such. Yeah, well, I've got to say, it is great to see Tony Storm back and she's been a huge part of NXT UK. Of course, your pick in the May Young Classic. But I think she can make it, uh, you know, all the way, so to speak, because of the kind of look and that. We've been so impressed with Tony Storm these past couple of years, haven't we, you know? Yeah, who's that woman that used to dress quite similar? Um, she was on the main roster, going back probably about five. She's kind of a punk rocker. Ashley. 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 Yeah, She's she... got the look of her, but Ashley's got none of the talent that Tony Storm has. Well, Ashley, of course, died, passed away last year, didn't she? So, of course, yeah. she will be missed. And Tony Storm, of course, the... Um, the I, I always get confused. I don't upset people. I've used the New Zealander or the Australian. I've got to finish, she's Australian. As, of course, we know the Glaswegian Piper Niven coming out here. And, of course, she is desperate for the World Championship here tonight. And, of course, she's suffered her own things. Of course, um, Lionheart, a very close personal friend, dying uh, recently. And, of course, Bell's palsy diagnosis that we've spoken about as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's not, not a nice thing for anyone to go through, you know, losing such a respected friend. And having your own kind of medical conditions. Um, but, you know, she's keeping her head in the game and she's staying focused and she's got her eyes prize. Or do you reckon this is going to distract her from her eventual goal of getting the victory here? I think the eventual thing down the line will be a niven Katie Ray match where Niven wins decisively. I think that's part of the reason why I've gone Katie Ray. Triple threat match is always a great way for a champion to get out without, you know, under weird circumstances, so to speak. So I think that would be interesting to see what happens. But what I like about it is all three women have got different the backstories. You know, I mean, they have got stories. You talk about even wrestlers on the main roster, and we were not really with these three women like Katie Ray, the veteran of the sports, came in. No one gave her a chance. She's proved them really wrong. These three women have got great stories to tell, haven't they? You know, absolutely, yeah. Um, so we, you know, we we know our thoughts on Kaylee Ray. We know our thoughts on Piper Niven. Uh, sorry, on Tony Storm and Piper Niven. But what about Kaylee Ray? Where do we? Where do we stand? Because I'm still unsure about her. I think she's kind of one of the most underrated talents that we've seen in quite a while. She is a veteran of this sport. There is no doubt. She's keep, kept British women's wrestling alive for many a year. Of course, with ICW alongside Piper Niven or kind of around the UK. She's seen, last seen a world of sport as well as the women's champion. She's been there and done that. She came to NXT UK. And I've got to say to you as well, she shocked me and the world when she won the Women's Championship. But there's no doubt she's talented. Is she on the uh, last bit of her career? Yes. And I think, like you said, not a transitional champion. But I think the idea in the end will be Kaylee Ray dropping it to Piper Niven. But we'll see how she wrestles in this one. There's no doubt she's a great talent. But with a heel, she can wrestle a bit differently than the normal faces can, can't they? You know? Absolutely, yeah. So um, what other women do you see coming up through the ranks then? Because, you know, we can't see Tony Storm, Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray fighting over the... 
Championship. Well, wouldn't it be great if they fought over together and they can't even get through the introductions without the fight starting off and Kaylee Ray going to the outside and Niven maybe looking to put Storm away early and see Storm and Niven uh, competing against each other. But like I said, I think the future's bright, bright for NXT UK, you know, when you've got people like Zaya Brookside who we've not seen maybe in a little while. <laughs> Fucking hell. And we never saw Kaylee Ray again. <laughs> Piper Niven with a, a suicide dive through the second and bottom rope and just completely obliterating Kaylee Ray and then going for a cannonball on Tony Storm. One for Kaylee Ray who was perched up against the steel steps. Well, I've got a feeling Piper Niven might actually <laughs> be able to pull this one off tonight as she's just taken off Kaylee Ray, taken out Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm. And Niven has started strong. Oh, no. Kaylee Ray back into it, pulls. Piper Niven off the apron, sends her head first into it and down to the mats below. And now Tony Storm focusing over and frustration on Kaylee Ray, trying to get back that top. Oh! <laughs> oh trying to get back that title, and then Piper Niven comes in with a running scent on and just squashes them both. No, that could be it, but no, Kaylee Ray gets shoulder up at two. Two. And I don't it- like people comparing Piper Niven to Nia Jax or Tamina Snooker. I think she is. Leagues and leagues above them. I think Niven wrestles the same as a Tony Storm or Kaylee Ray in a weird way, but obviously she's got a little bit of weight to her, you know. I think Absol- that is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, people obviously see a bigger person, and they just kind of automatically assume she's a Nia Jax or Snooker. But she's more like a Kevin Owens. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> she is the female Kevin Owens. Yeah. And Tony Storm now just stomping on Niven and Kaylee Ray. She might be looking to put Kaylee Ray away. <laughs> That's not easy to say. Looking for Storm Zero. No, Piper Niven with a running crossbody flattens Tony Storm. And Kaylee Ray with a super kick, just taking Niven out. And that was huge impact. Now going after Storm, and we've not seen. It's, it's been all three women so far in this matchup. There's not been a chance. Usually with triple threat matches, you see, especially in WWE, maybe outside. This has not been the case. And Storm released German suplex on. Kaylee Ray, and these women have fought all around the world. Kaylee Ray with a lovely kickoff tornado DDT. Both women down. Goes for the cover on Tony Storm, but Piper Niven just rolls over to break up the count. And Kaylee Ray getting a little bit frustrated. You talk about the uh, maybe the three best women in NXT UK. No, I, I received a tweet saying that uh, Piper Niven doesn't wear fishnets. She wears whale nets. Oh, really? Can you confirm or deny that? I cannot deny that. What I can say, though, is that with these three women, you know, you look about success afterwards, not just NXT UK, you look at the last NXT UK Women's Champion in Ray Ripley, and look what she accomplished in NXT. And you would think maybe with Antonio Stormer thinking, well, hang on a minute, if we're successful here, we can go to America and, you know, become champion. It's Kaylee Ray looking to try to gory bomb Niven. I don't think that's going to happen. No, Niven turns it around, but Kaylee Ray with a backslide sends Niven into Storm. And Storm with a shot to Kaylee Ray. And Looking for a German, but no, uh, Niven gets out of that. Kaylee Ray with a super kick, then Storm with a German off of that. And now Ray with a face buster suplex. Turns our attentions back to Storm. And she made a mistake there going after Niven, and Niven hit the back suplex. All three women are down. So who's, if you know your prediction is correct, and Kaylee Ray does get the victory, who's she more likely to... Get the pinfall over because she's already got one over Tony Storm. Will it be one over Niven to even things up? Might be, might be. And you know, I think that might be interesting exactly how it goes down. 
Because I believe if Kaylee Ray's not the victor, then she's going to be the one eating the pinfall. Yeah, I think without doubt, you know. But I, I think Atlas Motorcycle, Niv and the Storm just staring at each other. And they're both trading these uh, former friends. And they fought all over the world together, like I said, in Japan. And now in England. And Kaylee Ray looking to take the advantage of choking Tony Storm out. <coughs> I find it quite daunting that something that Piper Niven wears on her elbow slash bicep is something that fits around Kaylee Ray's leg. <laughs> Kaylee Ray now, where is she going? Maybe she doesn't think she can beat them fair and square. Well, she's going to get herself a chair. And British still is factually stronger than America. The referee's saying, come on. But Kaylee Ray now just choking Tony Storm out with a chair. Well, there's no disqualifications in a triple threat match. And Kaylee Ray showing a vicious idea, choking out Niven as well. well. I think with Kaylee Ray, it's any means necessary. Uh, Piper Niven's got the power. Tony Storm's got the strength. And Kaylee Ray's not got a lot. <laughs> Well, Kaylee Ray's definitely got the mean streak and she wants to continue being an ex-UK women's champion and she's got the chair around oh, Tony Storm's no. neck. No, not this. And this can't be good. She's not going to do this, surely. Don't call me Shirley. But no, Piper Niven in to save them. Well, did Niven have to do that? I think she did it for a friend there. She didn't have to save Tony Storm, but that would have maybe ended her career. And now it's Tony Storm with a chair. Will she return the favour for Piper Niven, or will she say thanks, but no thanks? Well, if I was looking at you, Dan, in the championship match with a chair in my hand, I would do. Do it. <laughs> and Niven saying to Storm, do it. Does Storm want to beat her fair and square, or does she want to beat her with a chair? Look at Katie Ray looking on. Maybe she's orchestrated this entire thing. Well, she's taking a Tommaso Chomper role at the moment and just uh, orchestrating her puppets. Tony Storm throws the chair down. And both women turn their attentions to Kaylee Ray. And maybe they realise Kaylee Ray. As here comes Storm to the outside. Oh, sends her back first into Barry Cade. Oh my God. And Piper Niven's got Kaylee in her sights. She's on the apron. Oh! Cannonball off the apron. <laughs> and all three women down on the outside. God. Kaylee Ray did hit that mat as well. And now Tony Storm sending Kaylee Ray in. But Niven saying, no, I'm going to pick these bones. Thank you very much. As Kaylee Ray comes off the top. Oh. Takes both women out. I think Tony Storm, back of her head, hit Barry Cade. Legs of Kaylee Ray came down there as well. But the NXT UK Women's Champion taking a risk. High risk, high reward. Oof. Well, Kaylee Ray might be in pain, but she's fighting through it. And she throws Tony Storm in. Looks to put her away. No, Tony Storm with a headbutt. And now the forearm fighting with everything she's got. Oh, no. Piper Niven coming in to disrupt the superplex attempt. Got Tony Storm up in a powerbomb. Sit-out powerbomb. Going for the cover, but Kaylee Ray off the top. Oh, sent on to Storm. And now going for a hurricane runner on Niven. But Niven just shaking it off and delivers a huge thunderous powerbomb. And now this is Piper Niven's chance. He's going for it. Piper driver. One, two, four. James, I was that close to getting the first point of the year. I know, but Kaylee Ray managing to kick out. And she's still in this match. And the fans with a dual chance. Let's go, Piper. As Kaylee Ray struggling to get out of harm's way. And this could be it. We might be just moments away from a new NXT UK Women's Champion. Another Piper driver attempt, but no. Backslide by Kaylee Ray. Oh my. Hit the gory bomb on Niven. One, two. two. No. 
Instead of breaking up the pin attempt, she grabs the referee's arm and Tony Storm keeps herself and Piper Niven in this match. Well, how close was that there? Katie Raylo taking out Tony Storm with a suicide dive. And now she's going to go for a maybe a Canadian destroyer or something, but Niven reverses. Oh! Jesus Christ! What the fuck was that? Well, Tony Storm kicking Piper Niven away. Oh no, Storm! Storm Zero! It's it! One, One two, two! Oh! Ooh. Piper Niven at the last conceivable moment breaks up the pin attempt. Oh, and the fans are on their feet. Tony Storm was the women's champion. How close was that? I don't know what Niven did there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Tony Storm's just booting away as we see the picture-in-picture picture replay. And Storm cannot believe it. And now beating down on Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven. Well, how close can you come? Storm says she needs this. She's going to put Kaylee Ray away. Go for Storm Zero on Niven. Oh, that's one way to do it. Who's she going to pin? Well, now she's turning her attentions to Piper Niven. Storm oh, Zero on her. God. She can't. No, Niven trying to fight it. To <laughs> pedigree instead. <laughs> one, two, no. no. Piper Niven managing to kick out. Oh. And this move, pedigree. We've seen it in the past, and it's kept wrestlers down for about 20 to 30 seconds. At least 40 seconds, as Tony Storm now going up top. Going to risk it all. Frog, Frog splash. splash. Kaylee Ray with a super kick. Goes for the come One, One, two, two three. three. Yeah. Oh, dear. Kaylee Ray somehow escapes as NXT UK Women's Champion. Well, that's My how God. you'd expect Kaylee Ray to get the victory if she was to, to pick the bones of someone else. And you've got to say fair play to her. But what a match that was between all three women. I think it was really, really good stuff. Uh, all three women are top talents. I think Katie Ray definitely brought it along with the other two there. Dan, what are your thoughts? Absolutely, yeah. You know, she brought her heelish sides and, uh, you know, bringing this on and so forth and the way she got the victory as well. Yeah, um, all three women absolutely performed brilliantly. I like the close calls. Um, and, you know, it wasn't... Like, they were sat there waiting for spots either. You know, there was obviously the moment with um with pinfalls and that where Tony Storm was waiting outside. But, you know, aside from that, it was a good free-flowing match. Without a shadow of a doubt, I think, you know, the all three women definitely showed the top ten. Katie walking away as champ, but there's no doubt I think she's still going to have Storm and Niven in her future as well. But uh, great things and great way. You know, that's the proper way to start a takeover uh, and of course, for these points as well, I do get the first point of the decade. Yeah! Well done, you are the dickhead point winner. Uh, sorry, decade. My bad. So, one nothing, but still with three matches to go, and there's only one person happier than me, and that's Kaylee Ray in the gold. So, next, Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate. Backstage, we see uh, Imperium there getting ready for their respective matches, and we cut to ringside, and the Kiwi buzzsaw is in attendance. Travis Banks. Well, up next, we've got a match three years in the making, going back to the uh, inaugural uh, United Kingdom Championship match, where Tyler Bate managed to overcome Jordan Devlin, and, well, we all know that Bate went on to get the victory and become the first ever United Kingdom Championship holder. So, again, these two guys, both veterans of the game. I think when it's weird, you know, Bate, who feels like he's been around for so long, is only, like, 21, 22 years old. And the same with Jordan Devlin, of course, you know, learning under the tutelage of uh, 
Finn Balor, still quite a young man. I think, you know, talk about veterans, I think these two are the future of NXT UK. I don't know what you think. Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, despite neither of us being that hot on Jordan Devlin, you can't deny that he can absolutely bring it in the ring. He is, um, he's got a lot of talent. I think um, Devlin, though, is that he's, he seems, I think he, he's, he feels he's a bit bigger than his boots. And, you know, that's only going off personal experiences, uh, seeing him at the uh, the independent event that we saw him at. And, you know, that's when James had to change his underwear after he met Joey Ryan. Well, I you know, Joey Ryan was a really nice guy, Jordan Devlin, but he wasn't. But Tyler Bate, like I said, Mustache Mountain has not had a great night here tonight. Does he need a victory for Mustache Mountain to... Uh, be successful, could the Mustache Mountain be in trouble? Could British Strong Style be coming to an end in NXT UK? Where Pete Dunn not around, Trent Seven losing. If Bate was to lose this, will Devlin prove that he is a better, brighter, bigger style than Tyler Bate? I, I don't know. I think this would just be like kind of the equaliser um, from when Tyler Bate beat Jordan Devlin. This match, you know, where, where can it go? Because um, Tyler Bate has already had a title match, as has Jordan Devlin. So, you know, neither of them are in serious title contendership. Um, Mustache Mountain, the tag team, could they be, you know, joining forces again to take on whoever wins the UK Tag Team Championship ladder match? I think that would probably be the best idea for them. It'd be interesting to see what happens. A Tyler Bate came up, came up short against Volta at the last takeover. Tonight, he's got a point to prove as well that he is not a loser. Would you say he's the number one good guy on NXT UK? Yes, I, I think, would, yeah. I think I would as well. I think there's uh, definitely a connection with the fans. There's a respect there as well. They seem like they've seen grow up. He is like the Daniel Bryan of NXT UK. I think that would be fair to say there is... Uh, and, sorry to interrupt, but and if and when he ever makes a heel turn... It's going to be the biggest shock of the century. I think without a doubt. I think uh, I can't even imagine Bate as a heel. Look how friendly he is. There's a respect from the fans to Tyler Bate that you can definitely see. See and look, you know, an absolute gentleman posing for selfies with the fans on his way to the ring. I mean, how can you not love this bloke? Without a shadow of a doubt, and here he comes rolling his way in the ring. And at the moment, it's 1-0. But this could all change in this match, prediction-wise. Uh, it's me to go. And in this one, well, do I think there's going to be a shock? No, I don't. I've gone Tyler Bate in this match. I've too gone for young... <laughs> Why is Bate uh, going to get the win here tonight, then? I, I think with him, you know, he's... Uh, despite coming up short on championship matches, I think he is still a strong force to be reckoned with. And... It goes to show in NXT UK. This man is guaranteed to be either an NXT champion, not the UK version, NXT champion, or WWE or Universal champion in the next few years. I think the man has that capability really? to be able to do that. Wow. He's still so young in his career. That man is guaranteed to be a heavyweight champion. Wow, that is a big boast for uh, Tyler Bate, our big strong boy. But will the Irish ace uh, find success here at NXT UK, or of course on the main roster? There's no doubt this might be his biggest one-on-one match that he's had. He says he can beat Walter if he was to face him off. Bate's been there and done that. Now both men are looking to fight off. And then William Regal, of course, NXT general manager, said for these two men, you might be looking at a match of the year candidate as well. 
Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate. And the fans are 100% behind Tyler Bate. Absolutely. Well, this should be an absolute barn burner of a match. So we know that Tyler Bate can go. We know that Jordan Devlin can go. So what's Jordan Devlin got to do if he wants to accept the upset the odds, if keys to victory-wise, what's Devlin got to try and do in this match to beat Bate? I think Jordan Devlin's got to turn to the dark side, but with the trend of current match, couple, past couple of matches, we've seen uh, Eddie Dennis go to beat Trent Seven. We've seen uh, Kaylee Ray go to the dark side to beat Tony Tony Storm and Piper Niven. So I think this one, it's going to be um, just trying to use his skill. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think it's due for a, a good guy to win a match. So maybe it's Bates' time. But Devlin, I think, wants to prove that he can out-wrestle Bate. He can match him up in different variants. You know, there's like a, a different skill set that Devlin could do. He wants to prove that he is actually the best wrestler. And I think he's going to try and prove that to Tyler Bate. Uh, and Devlin might be shocked because, you know, there's no doubt he believes he's as good as he says he is. But I think with Tyler Bate, he's just that little bit better. Absolutely, I agree with that. So, Tyler Bate, I said he could be a world champion in a few years' time. What about Jordan Devlin? I think these guys are so small as well, aren't they? You know, let's not forget about that. It's it's going to be difficult to see if Vincent Mann can get behind him on the main roster. I think it's Triple H in charge. I think there's no doubt these two men might have quite a successful future, but I think it all depends, really, you know? Well, these two guys kind of... Uh... One up and ship each other, you know, both going for moves, both getting countered. Tyler went for the bait and switch, but with his huge bonts. <laughs> yeah, I agree with what you're saying about um, if Triple H has his say, then these two guys, the sky's the limit. I think with Jordan Devlin, uh, if and when he does get onto the main roster, he's going to be involved in such a long feud with Finn Balor, everyone's going to get bored of it. Yeah, Devlin probably create a new character as well, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Like, you know. To go against the demon. The Swede. He comes out dressed as a big head. And look at the power of Bate. Tyler Bate with a huge military press on Devlin. Throws him across the ring. Jordan unable to recover, but Bate, as soon as he gets to his feet, he drop kicks Devlin over the top rope and eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Talking of the Royal Rumble, these two guys with a surprise appearance. I'd love to see Tyler Bate in the Royal Rumble. I think that'd be fantastic if he'd come out. Devlin, though, managing to stop Bate from flying that time. Oh, lovely reverse springboard over the top rope into a cover, but only a one, uh, two count. Two. Now Devlin get back, and you've got to think, is uh, Tyler Bate 100% after the match that he's had against uh, Walter? He took such a beating in that one. And so did Trent Seven. You've got to wonder if Mustache Mountain have really recovered since then. But the crowd cheering for Devlin and Bate. Devlin has got his fans, so it might be a little bit of a surprise. And Devlin with the back suplex goes for the cover. Bate managed to get shoulder up at two. Two. And Devlin now just choking Bate in that second rope. <laughs> well, normally with matches, you know, they're going to be quite long because they uh, start out on a slow pace. But this one, it's kind of started out on, on a rather high pace. Well, yeah, but now it's just been this uh, restart. Devlin finally got a little bit of control. Managed to just butterfly suplex Tyler Bate. And now mocking oh, him. Ho, 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 ho. That's one big moustache to cover that Mui. And Devlin now maybe getting under the skin of Tyler Bate and the fans. Well, that's Hill 101-manship for you there, mocking your opponent's uh, taunt manoeuvre, so to speak. Now he's just got the arm of Tyler Bate and kicking him in the face, but I think that's just pissing off the small guy. 
Oh, wait a minute, and they're trying to back suplex him, but Bate holding on. And a huge Irish whip by Bate to Devlin, sends him to the outside. Now Bate trying to build some momentum, and he flies over the top. Doesn't touch that top rope, takes out <laughs> Devlin. Throws him in, maybe looking to finish it, get the job done. Well, Tyler Bate looks like he's starting to run out of steam, but a big, strong boy can always muster up a bit of power from somewhere. There comes Tyler Bate off the top. A huge cross body, but Jordan Devlin turns it into a kind of like a side code breaker. Well, goes for the cover. Bate gets the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, knees into the ribs. Well, at the moment, you might say Devlin just one step ahead of Tyler Bate. Well, the fans are stacking them. Devlin just working the lower back of Bate now. Throwing Tyler Bate into the ropes and a huge elbow to the back. Dropping the weight onto the back of Bate and now just stomping on his neck. Yee. You're a fucking idiot. And now Devlin looking to just hurt Tyler Bate. Oh, Bate trying to block what Devlin can offer. Oh, surfboard stretch. I like it when they flick him off as well. Oh, Jesus. He's released the arms and he's just wrenching back on the neck of Tyler Bate. He's in all sorts of shapes and just throws him off. Tyler Bate is certainly trying to... Uh, so Jordan Devlin is certainly trying to torture Tyler Bate and silence the crowd... And his critiques along with it. I think John Devlin's, like I said, trying to show that he belongs in a ring with Tyler Bate. He's as good as he says he is in a victory tonight. You know, it's all well and good dominating Tyler Bate. No offence to Bate. The majority of his matches, you know, apart from maybe the match of the year against Pete Dunway, it's kind of back and forth. Most of the time, Bate is the one getting beaten up and comes out in the end. But Devlin has been impressive, but Bate can turn it up. Oh! And there you go. Well, you like seeing dual moves, James. You haven't seen one thus far, but we see a, a dual cross body as both men was running the ropes. And that just shows the thinking of each man as well. Well, we've got worlds collide soon, but this is bodies collide. And now Devlin struggling to get up, but he's the first man up. Tyler Bates struggling, but he's also on his feet as well. Goes for the kick and gets caught with a knee by Bate. And an uppercut sending Devlin back to the corner. Cars running in with the uppercut now to the other side, but Devlin launches himself at Bate, but Bates with his strength and just tosses Devlin over his shoulder. <laughs> Can he nip up? Oh, makes his way to his feet. Well, fake out, running, shooting star into the cover, but only a two. Two. Now Bates to his feet, comes running in, but Devlin manages to move out the way. Or oh, tries jumping in, but Bates caught him. Turns it round now. Taking Devlin for a spin. They've been going round and round. Must have been gone round about 10 times now. At least 25 times. Was making me dizzy the way he's spinning round. But isn't this move kind of uh, affecting yourself as doing it to him? Because you're spinning just as much. Oh, without doubt. And uh, he's still spinning him. And he sped up. Oh, oh, and just froze Devlin. Takes himself to the corner to recover for a bit. Can barely walk straight. He is a big, strong boy. Now he's going to pick up Devlin. Oh, oh. brain buster suplex. One, two, no. So I like the way he follows it up with that because like he's spinning him around, sending all the blood to his huge bonds and then drops him on it as well. You know, so he's kind of blood throw to it and then just pow. Exactly, discombobulated, not sure where he is at this moment in time, but did manage to get the shoulder off at two. Two. And Tyler Bate definitely feeling it, but looking to finish this match now. Looking for the Tyler driver. No, Devlin gets out of it into a pin attempt, but... The way Devlin was, his legs was under the shoulders of Tyler Bate. <laughs> well, both men trading pins, and now Bate got caught, and Devlin there with a suplex. 
Turn Bate inside out. Goes for the cover. But no, Bate. No, Bate managing to kick out. Oh. And Devlin now might be getting a little bit frustrated. But it's not easy to put down Tyler Bate. Wings are the only two men who I can remember got pinfall victory over him. Like Walter and Pete Dunn. Definitely says something about the man. Absolutely, yeah. The Irish ace versus the big strong boy. And you see Devlin trying to get his uh, bearings again. Bearings. Sponsored by Zeng for all your bearing needs. As Bates in the corner now in trouble. Uh, Devlin comes charging towards, sends him over the top rope, but Devlin just bounces back into it in stunner. But Bate very wisely rolling to the outside. Well, now Bate is in serious trouble. Devlin, can he capitalise? Oh, looking for a cutter again on the outside. Both men falling a heap to the mats below. Well, referee counting and, um, well, we didn't think about this. What about if it ends in count out? They won't do that to us, will they? Surely. Well, don't call me Shirley, but if they do, the fans won't be happy. I won't be happy. Referee 7-8. Jordan Devlin kicked to the face of Tyler Bate. Nine, and Bate's going to be counted out. No, just as a referee was about to put his hands up for 10. Tyler Bate makes it under the bottom rope and just dives into the ring. And he's shaking his head saying, no, no, that's not how it's going down. And Bate with a forearm and then with Devlin. Both men trading stiff shots in the middle of the ring. Oh. Straight right from Devlin. And both men now just trading huge shots. Some fist fight in the ring now. <laughs> Which way is this going to go? And Devlin is still trading, credit to him. With Bates getting the upper hand. Oh, working a midsection, but Devlin dodges it. Looking for the bait and switch, but Devlin catching him with a right, sending him to the ropes. And uh, Tyler Bate responding with a heel kick. Oh, no, went for the Tyler driver, but Devlin used his massive head. Flips Bate over. He responds with the uh, bait bounce off the ropes into a Spanish fly. And then with his back on the mat, does the bait and switch. Like the Undertaker, but Devlin responds with a huge headbutt of his own. A huge head. <laughs> but. And what a great exchange then between these two men. And it always seems to happen in Tyler Bate matches. There's always a kind of stretch or a period during it where it is just magic. And even then between him and Devlin. Oh yeah, the fans are chanting, are you watching Vince McMahon? I mean, and he probably isn't. No. Because it's not Roman Reigns, damn it. But they were definitely two talented men. This is what NXT UK is all about. It's definitely looking to put bait away. Well, it's not only NXT UK, James. It is British wrestling at its best. And Jordan Devlin. Yeah. And now Devlin looking to go up top. I mean, you look at the likes of Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, Sheamus and Jordan Devlin. Yep. And Probably all... knows them. <laughs> exactly. Nothing to do with British wrestling. As nah. bait now... Looking to put away Jordan Devlin, the very first NXT UK champion. Very precarious position, but Jordan Devlin's got himself back into this match. He's got Tyler Bate round the throat. Both men struggling on the top turnbuckle. Spinning around. A Spanish fly off the top. Devlin picks him up. Side suplex. One, two, no. Bate somehow still in this match. Managed to kick out. Uh Unbelievable stuff there. And now look at Devlin with the stomps and the kicks to Bates' face. The fans chart, this is awesome, as Devlin looking to put away Tyler Bate and prove that he belongs. Does the bait and switch to Tyler. And what a slap to the face that was, or punch to the face, so it was. Well, look for the Tyler driver on Bate, but Bate reversing. Oh, Devlin trying to send him to the outside. Tyler Bate lands on the ropes and just 
headbutts Jordan Devlin. I think he hurt himself as much as he hurt his opponent. Now, what can Bate do as he looks to springboard his way back in? Oh, springboards into a DDT. Bate just firing himself up. Tyler Driver to... No! no. Devlin managing to kick out. Uh. Tyler just springs onto the top turnbuckle. Oh, my God. Corkscrew splash goes for the cover of Devlin. Three. Gets the job done. <laughs> well, Tyler Driver wasn't enough, but Bate capitalised. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? My thoughts that... Sorry, just want to go back to that last... Tyler Bate, normally when he, they don't get pins, they complain to the referee for a few seconds. Tyler just sprung up, literally threw himself on that top turnbuckle, got up, and finished the match that way. You know, not complaining, not worrying about the hand he was dealt, but this match, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Jordan Devlin brought it. Tyler Bate certainly brought it. You can see the intense rivalry these two guys have. And seeing another match between these two down the line, I wouldn't complain one bit. Yeah, without a shadow of it, it was like a near 20-minute match. And it didn't feel out of place. And Bate, I think, is the right man to win this one and uh, hopefully find himself back on top of the NXT UK Mountain. So prediction-wise as well, it means we both get a point. So you get your first point of the decade, Dan. Woohoo! And it is 2-1 now overall after the third match with two... Still to go, and we've just seen some highlights from that match, and there was uh, incredible chemistry between these two men. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I think Jordan Devlin's good, but he's not as good as Tyler Bate. No, Bate is... Every time I see him, he just looks better and better as well, which is incredible when you think about it. Like I said, taking advantage of that after getting it so close and getting the job done. Devlin's upset, but he proved he can go with Bate tonight. So what's next for Tyler Bate then? Well, Triple H is there. He's watching, clapping in the Royal Box. Alongside Regal and, of course, the NXT UK general manager, Johnny Saint. Maybe number one contendership next for Tyler Bate. Was this a number one contendership match, do you reckon? With Bate coming out on top, will he face the winner of Joe Coffey and Walter? Possibly, possibly. But, you know, with Triple H there, is he trying to scout him for NXT? And finally, a face wins here in Blackpool. Well, Trench 7 came up short, but at least Mustache Mountain got a victory. And Tyler Bray, the place he became the first NXT UK champion, is celebrating with a crowd here in the Empress Ballroom. So, can Tyler Bate has enough ballroom? He's in great shape, is Tyler Bate. Absolutely. 20 minutes. You're going to order so it turns up for the break, or going to have... Yeah, fag break, all of it. Well, and up next, it is the Tag Team Championship ladder match. We've got the champions Gallus versus Imperium, versus Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel versus Morgan Flash Webster and Mandrews versus the Grizzled Young Vets, Zach Gibson and James Drake. James, that's, yes, that's James the name that you Drake. forgot that's last time. I always forget James Drake. Uh, and it's been interesting. Are these the four best tag teams in NXT UK? Absolutely. I think, um, yeah. Excluding Mustache Mountain. Yeah, I think we shall add that. This should be an awesome match. You look forward to this? I am really looking forward to this. Yeah, it should be a hard-hitting affair. All four of these teams has got a viable excuse to be in this match and to be in contention for the titles. Um, I did enjoy uh, the match. It was it was Gallus versus Mandrews and Webster. Yeah. And then like, all hell broke loose. Sid Scala and Johnny Saint came down, took the titles and said that the next time you'll see these titles will be from the ring, looking up. And it's going to be a ladder match for the four teams. So out of the four teams then, Dan, who do you think is the best tag team out of these four? 
Um, I do really like the Grizzled Jung Vets. I think, you know, they bring something a lot different. Um, Gallus, not sure, really. Um, I would like to have seen Mark and Joe Coffey as a tag team uh, from that. Uh, Imperium, I think these uh, kind of are going to be an evolving tag team. They're going to be someone in a year or so. They're going to be absolutely unstoppable, especially uh, Eichner and Barthel. I think they've got a, a lot of talent. And Mandrews, I think he's very, very entertaining. They need like a, a midway title for him. I think he'd be perfect holding that. And Morgan Webster Flash. I don't know. The, the, the jury's still out on him. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens. They've been a, a good tag team recently, but they're not a proper tag team, are they? And I think the same with Gallus. Well, Wolfgang's a great talent. But for me, it doesn't still feel like a proper tag team. Grizzled Young Vets are a team we are kind of gone under the radar. The amount of hill teams, we kind of need another couple of babyface teams. And with Mustache Mountain not teaming up. I think we're missing a little bit on that side there. But I think when you talk about future, there's no doubt I and Barthel will um, definitely find success on the main roster in years to come as well, won't they, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So, Gallus, Hills. Imperium, Hills. Grizzled Young Vets, Hills. Mandarin Webster, Faces. Yeah, I know. We need more face teams. There's not Mustache Mountain here. Who would you pick? If you had to pick a baby face tag team in WWE or anywhere... To come to NXT UK and challenge one of the Hill teams, who would it be? Um, heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery would be fucking awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, imagine that against Gallus or someone, a tag team like this. We'll talk about this. Prediction-wise, Dan is my go for this, and I have gone for in this match for new tag team champions, and it's Imperium. 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 I feel they're going to be dominant by the end of the night. Well, James... I have not gone for Imperium. I have gone for and new tag team champions, Webster Flash Morgan and Mandrews. Wow, why have you gone them for? I don't know. Just did. <laughs> no, um, I, I think they didn't really get a chance with the titles. Uh, you know, they was kind of really short time champions, transitional champions. I think with these, uh, you know, they can use their, their speeds. And uh, kind of like, uh, athletic ability. Mm. Haven't used that word. No, we haven't used that in ages. Um, I think you know, using that, they can uh, certainly overcome these bigger guys. I mean, without a doubt. And uh, as we see, the champions coming out first with Gallus, and uh, here comes Flash Morgan Webster. Mandrews dressed in the purple. The purple-headed warriors here tonight, looking for action. Of course, Gallus in green. So Webster and Mandrews looking more like a tag team. Yeah, they're trying to, and they're wearing purple in uh, favour of their hometown in Wales. And here comes Zach Gibson and James James Drake. How can I forget James Drake? They come out here, Grizzled Young Vets, the very first NXT UK Tag Team Champions of the Championship that has changed more times than any other last year. So why have you gone with Imperium? I feel they're going to be the dominant team on um, NXT and especially when we look towards Wells Collide we know it's going to be Undisputed versus Imperium we know that the Undisputed Era have got all the gold and I think we might see the same for Imperium I know uh, NXT UK hasn't got a secondary championship but I still feel Eichner and Barthel if you're going to have a Hill tag team in NXT UK have Imperium doesn't that make sense? Yeah They are the best Hill tag team aren't they? Absolutely yeah I think you know um, if it was just Barthel and Eichner then I don't think they'd be a strong force. But because they've aligned themselves with Volta 
and uh, Alexander Wolf. I think that's kind of put them up a bit. I think I've no doubt they will hold gold by the end of the year here in NXT UK. And they've got a very bright future ahead of them. And what a huge couple of matches it is for Imperium now. Of course, the next one in our main event, the NXT UK Championship. They're coming out last as well. You don't even need lads, guys. <laughs> Imperium. All of these in this ring, who's your favourite? What, singular? Singular. Mandrews. What about you? Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, Mandrews. I think he's the most talented. I do like a bit of Zach Gibson, though. Yeah, Zach Gibson, I think, could work well as a single star. I think the same as Mandrews. I think everybody else kind of needs a tag team at this moment. So maybe Eichner and Barthel later on, but right now, you know. Yeah. So here we go, all four teams going at it right away. Uh, and they're certainly starting off on fire, baby. Oh, my God. And the action will be thick and fast in this one. As we've got Grizzle Young Vets and uh, Webster and Mandrews in there. South Wales subculture. Easy for you to say. And they're all fighting each other now, inside and out. And of course, ladder matches are very, very simple. Climb the ladder, retrieve the titles, keep the titles. And see the High Flyers do great bumps, hopefully. And already, they are dominating the ring. Here come Grizzly Young Vets. They are working together well on Webster Morgan Flash. Whisper in the wind. Patron. Well, whatever it was, it was effective as the Grizzly Young Veterans. Middle of the ring now. But here comes Mark Coffey. To break up the party, Wolfgang follows him. I was just about to say, I wonder when the action's going to calm down and I wait for the tags. But there is no tags. This <laughs> is just a fucking all-out melee battle war whatever you want to call it well anything goes here is imperium now golden mark coffee spine buster followed up with a kick and each team has held the middle of the ring so as flash morgan webster's back in lovely hurricane rana sends bartell to the outside manager's working on eichner heads this is a takedown now gets hold of webster suplexes his own partner and then standing moonsault and now drop kick off the top Takes out Martel Barthel. Turn their attention to the Grizzled Young Vets, but they come unstuck. Oh, now Grizzled Young Vets is looking underneath the ring. Well, Drake looking to bring a ladder into the uh, equation, but Zach Gibson says, no, mate, take a chair. And now they've both got chairs, and uh, maybe going to try to do concertos or double chairs, a la Edge and Christian. A la Edge and Christian. They do take out the Welshman, and then they take out Imperium. But Wolfgang comes in with a spear on Gibson. Coffee in, slams James Drake down. Well, Drake in all sorts of trouble. Trio woe in the corner. Oh, shit. And he's got the chairs against his face. Oh, well, Imperium there to save the day of the Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, oh. no, doing it themselves. <laughs> That's a variation of the concerto we haven't seen. Both coming in with sliding drop kicks. And it just shows you the agility of both men as well. And now we finally get a ladder brought into this. Oh no, Mandrews and Webster sailing over the top rope. Take out Imperium. Well, the action is just non-stop at the moment as they've got the ladder now. Bring it in. Well, we've seen chairs and ladders. The up and uh, Mandrews having a look as Webster goes up. But Imperium just too much. They take him out and now it's just these two men and this is it. Both men climbing. Maybe that wasn't the best idea in the world as Gallus take both men off the ladder. Oh, now we've got two ladders in. Is that a bigger ladder? That looks a slightly bigger one. Well, Gallus certainly aren't mucking about here. And Wolfgang's got a ladder. And the fans want tables. He says it into Barthel. Barthel using the ladder to block Wolfgang. 
Now Coffey's setting the ladder up. Oh, I thought he was going to get used against him, but no. Webster Morgan flashes in. The back elbow, he flips off. Wow, jumps off the ladder. Moonsault. He gets taken out by Eichner, who charges him with an elbow. Looking to Irish whip him into the ladder. No. Webster stops himself. Gets sent in between. Oh! Gets sent in between the ladder and the turnbuckle. The ladder gets drop kicked into him. And now the slingshot, the move that doesn't work in real life, sends Webster headfirst into the ladder. And now Imperium keeping their mat sacred by posing in the centre of the ring. Well, you say no team really been that dominant, but maybe Imperium have had the advantage. But still, it's anyone's guess who's going to win this one. Uh, looking to turn our attention to Webster, who slides underneath the ladder attack from Imperium. Hits both with Pele kicks. Well, that is beautiful by Mandrews, and he grabs the ladder. Uh, Grizzle Jung vets are in. Sending Mandrews back first into the corner. Gibson holding him up as Drake comes flying in with a drop kick. Lands on the ladder, hurt himself quite a bit by the looks of things. Gibson's like, go on, get up, do it again. He took it again, Oh, Gallus are back in, though. Take out James Drake. Gibson hasn't noticed his partner's out. He has now. Oh, Mark Coffey catching Gibson. Oh, choke slam onto the ladder. And now Wolfgang catches him. Jake in a slingshot and sends him Samoan drop onto the ladder. Sickening impact there. And then with a Samoan drop as well. Well, Gallus have got the ladder set up. Wolfgang and Mark Coffey are climbing it. But Imperium in to shut him down. Looking to climb the ladders for themselves but get dragged out of the ring. Thrown into the steel steps. And now no one can see but... Andrews and Webster climbing the ladder. Gallus find them. And look to punish them, but Wolfgang DT. Now Mark Coffey gets a clubbing blow in on uh, Webster. Fucking hell, Mandrews with a moonsault off the ladder. Well, he had a chance to climb, but he wanted to hurt instead. Very agile from Mandrews. Oh, now Barth. But the Welshman alert. Oh, uh, yeah, they take him out off the ladder. But Barthel's fighting back as best he can. He managed to catch himself there. Now he sets up the ladder. He's got Webster trying to send him on it. Oh my god, and he does. And that might not be it, though. Oh no, Eichner and Barthel look like they've got some... Uh, this fucking hell, double springboard moonsault onto Webster, who was strewn across the ladder. Who was and perched up on the second rope. And that's why I went Imperium for, because they could do shit like that. I would never have fucking expected him to do that. Right, Eichner there flying across, and that might be it for Webster. Oh dear. That's half of my team out. <laughs> Your team. The job you need this, Dan. Oh, I do need this to keep me in the game. I can't lose the first pay-per-view point of the year. Of the decade. Of the millennia. And now Imperium again double climbing the ladder, which might not be a great idea. Ah, uh, but Grizzled Young Vets are in. They've got a ladder in hand. Taking out Eichner and Barthel. Look at the size of this one, James. He's got a huge one in his hands. And now they're setting it up. I mean, James hasn't had a big one in his hands in years. Have you, James? <laughs> and Gibson now trying to climb both ladders for stability. But here come Gallus. Oh, uh, something crazy is going to go down very shortly. I can feel it in my waters. Well, Wolfgang climbing. Now Mark Coffey trying to figure out the best angle to get to. It is all about the angle of the dangle. And here we go. We've got Oh, Mandrews has put the ladder... In between another one, and now you've got Gallus, Grizzled Young Verum up there. And now Mandrew's climbing precariously. And you've got every man up there apart from Flash Morgan Webster. It looks like he's making his way there now. Here he comes. You've got seven men reaching for the gold. 
He's not setting a ladder up. He's just laying it against the back of is that Gibson? Is <laughs> that Gibson's back? He's helping Webster climb. Oh! oh! There goes Eichner and Mark Coffey flying down. Oh my God! This is not looking good. There goes Barthel. Manju still stays up. Wolfgang goes flying down thanks to James Drake. So it is just uh, Drake, Gibson, Mandrews and Webster left on the ladders. And Ma- oh, Webster, did he got it? Webster's gone. Gibson's down. Drake and Mandrews left standing. My God, it's just metal mayhem now. Five ladders in the ring. And Drake- but I don't think I've seen that many ladders in the ring. <laughs> Drake finally drops. Gibson's got hold of Andrews' leg. Oh, now Gibson catches him though. And it hits a ticket to ride. And can Drake climb the contraption to get to the championship gold? And I don't think he's climbing. Oh, my God. Went for the 450 off the ladder. Jesus Christ. It's like Gibson don't know what to make of it. Gibson trying to get uh, Drake up to get the belts. He's saying, come on, look. Nearly there now. You've taken out the opponents. Let's get it on. Well, Gibson's double the climb. He doesn't want to take that risk, does he? Up there. And now he's got Drake on his shoulders as he's climbing up. And the Grizzly Young Vets look at the time two-time champs. Oh, no, wait a minute. Eichner grabs hold of Gibson, sends him to the outside. Drake re- got him. <coughs> and here comes Barthel in. Oh, the uppercut powerbomb. And what a match this has been. And Barthel now making the match sacred by getting rid of the ladders. And now Imperium just got the one in there after the five. Look at the climb. Become tag team champions. Come on, no, Imperium. come on, Gallus. That's it. Push them off. You want anybody to win apart from Imperium now, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. It'd be a bonus if uh, Webster and Mandrews won. Well, you need it to get back in the game. But Gallus looking to retain. And Eitner's in all sorts of trouble. A Conladato. And both men just squashing him. And again. Oh. Now one for Barthel. And Mark Coffey get rid of the ladder. And now it's just Gallus and... Gallus and the tag team have got raw potential as Mark sends Wolfgang into the power slam superkick combination. Drake taken down. I don't mind Gallus as a tag team, but I don't know if they're faces. But here comes Mark sent over by Wolfgang. No bloody way. <coughs> and now Wolfgang picking up Eichner. And he slams him onto the entranceway. And now all the teams are down on the outside. And now Gallus looking down. Morgan Flash Webster and Mandrews. Pulls them up onto the edge of the ring apron. Bring them both in the hard way, but they both turn it round to stun dog millionaires. <laughs> and Gallus are down. This might be a chance. Well, Webster and Mandrews need a ladder. They need to go out to get them titles to give me a point. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. I don't mind anybody winning now, apart from Flashmog Webster. Look at the size of this one. That is a huge. It's taking both of them to handle that big one. Well, I've not seen a bigger one in the ring yet. And they set it up in Gallus now. Haven't you had a bigger one in your ring? No, honestly, I've not seen the size of that one. As Gallus grabbed hold of one end. Flash Morgan Webster and Mandrews fight with the other. It's set up on the outside now. <coughs> and here come Gallus to take him down. Coffee sends Mandrews into Barricade. Wolfgang does the same to Webster Morgan Flash. And now Wolfgang's got the tables and the fans wanted it earlier. And it looks like Gallus are delivering instead. So we've seen chairs... Ladders and now tables. And now Mark just setting up the table across the ring and barricade. Wolfgang's done the same on his side. Oh dear. Well, this doesn't look good for your team, Dan. Oh dear. <laughs> They're in serious trouble. Come on, Imperium. Take the bullet. Go through the tables. Oh my God. Wolfgang 
Got Webster, Mark. Got Andrews. Yes. I ducked it. Delivered dual headbutts. Oh. oh. Oh, no. Well, Webster just collapsed the table with Mark Coffey on. Well, he's not going to change your plans. Looks like Webster Morgan Flash going up to the top. And is this a good idea in this type of match? And Mandrews is going up with Webster. Oh, shit. Why are they both going up the same side? Well, fans chanting, please don't die. This doesn't look good for both men. Oh! Oh, my Christ. Dual senton bombs. Mandrews looks like he's in a very fucking bad way. Ooh. Not as bad as Wolfgang. Wolfgang is out. But I think Mandrews and Flashmog Webster are as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> and Wolfgang just got flattened. Wolfgang is now dead. Let's pass. Oh, yeah, it's sticking out. And they're in trouble. Back to their feet. And now they got the ladder. Well, can Webster and Andrews deliver the championships? I hope not. But after that sickening move to the outside, they're the only tag team left standing. Come on, Imperium, where are you? And now they're set up. Come on, boys, climb it. Climb it. No, where are you? Someone, anybody. Nobody. Well, this is their chance. Come on, get it. Get it. Oh. oh, finally, James Drake. It's that Gibson coming, Grizzly Young Vets. Oh, thank goodness for that. They got the ladder right to the spine of Mandrew, sending them out. Looking out Webster. And maybe it's the Grizzly Young Vets time. The Welshman trying to fight, but just got nothing left. And now looking to double team Webster. Oh my god, and the stairs out there. Looks like, a, honestly, looks like a crash on the motorway here on the M25 with the ladders and stairs, tables, chairs. And men at ringside down. A man who's struggling to get to his feet as Drake's climbing. Imperium have been awfully quiet for a little while. And Zach Gibson's protecting James Drake as he's climbing up the ladder. But Mandrews has got himself a Singapore cane. And Gibson's begging not to be hit with a kendo stick. Well, that doesn't wash with Mandrews. He's going crazy. Turns his attentions to James Drake, who's halfway up the ladder. He's busted the kendo stick. Climb, Mandrews! Climb, boy! <laughs> and this could be their chance. Come on! Get up, pa! Get comes, on up. Here comes Mandrews. Oh. Yes, my boys, the Imperium lot. And Barthel's <laughs> got Mandrews onto Eichner. Brain buster suplex. Mandrews is dead. And here we go, it's Imperium's time. Barthel climbs, <coughs> looking to get the gold. And he's got the fingertips. He's champ. Yes, Joe. Mark. No. Suplex him into that ladder. Don't you He dare. deserves it. Barthel holding on. Take him out. Take the ladder with him. And Eichner's grabbing hold of the ladder to try and keep momentum. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Eichner saves Barthel. He tried to German suplex him. Barthel's still up top. And Eichner now. Oh, my God. Eichner's got the powerbomb on Mark Coffey. Barthel manoeuvring around. And look where they're positioned. Oh, no. Escape from Mark. Wolfgang. Fuck. Oh, my God. He's just snapped a metal ladder in half. Wolfgang takes out Eichner. Barthel trying to skip to the belts. Come on, Come son. Mark. That's it. Oh, Push him no. up. Good night, Barthel. Oh, my God. Barthel falls on. Webster Morgan Flash. Grizzle Young Vets. And Mandrews and his gallus are up. Fingertips away. No. No, don't. Not oh. like this. There's one. There's two. Oh, my God. And Gallus are still your tag team champions. Unbelievable. So I'm not happy 
about the result. Anybody but Gallus. But unbelievable stuff. What an absolute car wreck of a match that was. I mean, is it fair to say that as an early match of the year contender there with all four teams put on the line? Absolutely, yeah. And all four teams brung it here. Um, you know, there was... There's a bit of a fudge up with the ladder. I think they was going to go for stereo senton bombs, but they kind of redeemed themselves by doing it both on what, what, Wolfgang. Yeah, what they did was even worse than what they were originally. You know what I mean? Absolutely, we yeah. Here. But it's uh, it's you know just a way to improvise, and you know you're going for a really tough match, and they managed to improvise, adapt, and overcome. No, it's unbelievable. Like I said, we saw tables breaking, we saw ladders getting speared through chairs, used kendo sticks, and stairs. And everybody put it all on the line. And, and Gallus come out on top somehow in this match. But you talk about tag team divisions around the world. NXT UK have got a tag team division to be proud of, especially with these four teams. Unbelievable stuff with Gallus managing to retain. I don't know. what. How can they follow this possibly? You know, what's next for the, the tag teams involved, do you reckon? <laughs> you know? Well, um... The other three tag teams that was unsuccessful, I think they all deserved their rights to be called number one contender for the tag team titles. Yeah, I think without a doubt. I think it'd be interesting to see how they go about it. Obviously, um, Gallus are still your champions. And does that mean, is that a message? Is that a good thing tonight for Joe Coffey, considering that Gallus have just come out and beat Imperium? <sighs> what about if the unthinkable was to happen and Joe Coffey walks out? as United Kingdom champion. Well, that hadn't even crossed my mind, but you bringing that up, I mean, you know, we was talking about um, Era having all the gold and Imperium possibly having all the gold to go and challenge Undisputed Era. But what if Gallus said, look, we've got all the gold now. Yeah. We challenge Undisputed Era. You're not worthy. And it makes more sense because the three-man team holding the three championships that matter. And I can't believe Gallus... I come out on top. And fair play to Gallus, you know, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. And every, like I said, everybody in that match put forward a tremendous effort. And uh, that is unbelievable stuff, you know. I mean, if we're going to compare it to what we've seen already this year with New Japan, I don't think the setting is um, as spectacular as we have seen before. But it's kind of more intimate, which I like. But you can't argue with that match being as good as anything we saw at Wrestle Kingdom. Absolutely not, no. You know, um... Does this compare to other great ladder matches that we've seen in the past? I think it does, you know, when we, we look at the TLC, this felt like a TLC match, didn't it? You know, like we've seen before, these four teams took it to an extra level and we saw stuff in this match that we hadn't seen before. So um, it's got to be then. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was extraordinary, this matchup, and it does, you know, you could put this up there with the TLC triple threat matches, I believe. Yeah. It's... Well, that match has trounced pretty much anything that WWE pay-per-views delivered last year. Without a doubt. And, you know, let's hope the action can continue because NXT UK <coughs> will be wrestling NXT at Wells Collide 2020. We'll bring it live weekend. And, of course, uh, not only have we got Ga- uh, Imperium versus Young Sputed Era, but also announced Finn Balor versus Ayo Dragunov, which should be a really interesting matchup. Uh, and that should be saying that, you know, we talked about Dragunov and someone like Balor at Worlds Collide will be interesting. Of course, we'll bring you more news. And, of course, we'll be live for that. And then the following night as well, the Raw Rumble, as always. And we'll be discussing if it is indeed the best night of the year in WWE. But, well, it's been Blackpool. But it's not over yet. Believe it or not, there is still one match to come. Oh, Ridge Holland is in the crowd, James. Well, that means business. We've seen uh, Ridge a couple of times in its UK. 
And will he be at the next takeover? We're not sure when it will be. Uh, just quickly, talk about takeover. When would you want the next UK takeover to take place? Because it, it was August until the last one last time. Um, I'd say uh, June. June time. June time. How many takeovers do you want to see this year? UK one. I wouldn't mind three or four. You know? I wouldn't mind three or four. I think three or four is a good shout. Again, going in the same stead that NXT is. <clears throat> but, you know, obviously that's kind of taken out of the fact that NXT did appear at Survivor Series last year. And, you know, they've got their, their odd moments and bits and pieces here and there. Um, but three or four, I think that's a good start for the UK. Yeah, I think without a doubt it would be a shame if we have to wait until August. Like I said, we don't have to wait that long because we've got Wells Collide next weekend. Just clear up the points quickly. Uh, it is still 2-1. Neither of us got to score. So in our last match, Dan... To get a draw, you will have to hope you've gone different to me. And our main event for the NXT UK Championship is Joe Coffey challenging the undefeated, the unstoppable Volta. Come on, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this main event match? I think it's been good. Um, I'm not sure that Joe Coffey is a viable challenger for the title, but... You know, I didn't think Devlin would be, and he's managed to go toe-to-toe. Two big guys. I'm not 100% sure what they can deliver. Um, and as far as all the matches go, I think this is kind of the one that I have least faith in. So it's normally the one that's actually going to deliver better than any other match I've seen tonight. I think without a doubt, I think it's an interesting story because Walter has been dominant. You know, beating a man who held it for 700-plus days in Pete Dunne. But the man who came closest before him was Joe Coffey at last year's Blackpool. It's weird that last year was Joe Coffey's biggest match and he came up short. People forget about it now because of the debut of Walton. We've asked with Imperium, are they the most dominant group? And Gallus, especially after that last match as well now, proving that they deserve to, to be held as equal. Is Joe Coffey a legitimate threat? It, could he not beat Pete Dunne, yet he could beat everybody else? I mean, that is the interesting thing, isn't it? Maybe yeah. Dunne was a man he couldn't beat and Walton is a guy he can well, that is um, that is a very valid point. I mean, you know, with uh, Joe Coffey, Pete Dunne could have been his bogeyman and he's not coming to get you. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know with Joe Coffey. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on him being a viable challenger. Well, he has to put in an amazing performance against Volta even if he comes up short. Well, he's, he's not, you know, we think of him as a big man, but Walter still does, um, he's still the bigger man and that, you know, and uh, like I said, they have got bad blood and Coffee needs to put, the, this is more, I think, tonight, like you say, about putting in performance and kind of getting the job done. So, Dan, in prediction-wise, who have you gone for in this match to finish us off? <coughs> well, James... So actually you say it should finish us off because it's going to finish me off. I've gone for Volta. And unless you've gone for Joe Coffey, which I could actually bet all my marbles that you haven't gone for him, you have claimed the first pay-per-view point of the year, nay, decade. Well, Dan, I have gone for still NXT UK champion Walta. So like you say, no matter what happens, I've got a pay-per-view win. So let's just sit back and try and enjoy it. Even though Joe Coffey has alienated maybe a few people recently by saying he will bring the title back to a certain football club stadium to celebrate. And you can see him coming out in his green and white now. And for me, I don't think there's anything I like more than Volta putting a stop to it here tonight. There's no doubt Gallus continue being tag team champions. 
But after tonight, Walter put Joe Coffey down. That is the end of Joe Coffey as a main event talent. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's come up short against Pete Dunne. And if he comes up short against Walter, but who's who's going to be the challenger? Who? Who? Drew McIntyre is the only man at the moment who can beat Walter. British. If you look at a British guy, uh, I, I'll put my money on maybe the next time Walter faces someone might be Tyler Bate again. But I would love to see Pete Dunne at some point back. Because I think his treatment in NXT has not no, been James, great. No, This is how it would go down. Walter triumphs over Joe Coffey. Pete Dunne comes in the same way that Walter did. And as Joe Coffey gets back in the ring, bang, Pete Dunne puts him down with a big boot. We ain't done yet, mate. That could be a, We don't know what to expect, especially Kova, as we wait for the entrance of this man. And here comes the NXT UK champion. He has been a dominant champion since winning it. We asked the question, could he be more as dominant as Pete Dunne? And sometimes I feel he's, he's more dominant. Would that be fair to say for Walter? As UK champion compared to Pete Dunne? Um, well, with Pete Dunne, I think the thing, you know, we kind of saw with him that he was beatable. But, you know, coming to Volta, he is not beatable. But on the, I don't want to see another Pete Dunne-style reign with a different character. I want to see, you know, a couple of changes. Because, you know, throughout the, what, near three years that this title's been around, three holders. Yeah, I know, which I is mean, incredible. does that make it more prestigious or does that... I think I'd say it's prestigious because when you think about what it takes to hold a title, you know, it's not willy-nilly or anything like that. You talk about three guys who are incredible stars. You know, you put those three against any other three, Walter, Pete, Dunn, Tyler Bate, and you've got an incredible, uh, you know, tag team there. And it goes from small, medium to large. Yeah. So the person who's going to beat him is going to be the fucking great Carly or something, isn't it? Well, Walter, you know, I thought Joe Coffey was big, but Walter does tower over Joe but it is main event time Walter's made his entrance and so now we get introductions but keys to victory with Joe Coffey he's just got to bring it he like I said he's got to have the performance of a lifetime and be able to which no man has actually done before in NXT UK he needs a fucking miracle is he what does. he needs and obviously you know if uh, Gallus and Imperium have actually recovered enough from their match that took place you know not f- 10 minutes ago um, I don't think there'll be a decided factor in this match. No, I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what happens if that does break down. But you've got one with Joe Coffey, if he's thinking to himself, maybe I can beat him one-on-one. But just the size difference, it is quite scary. I thought Joe Coffey was quite big. He's nothing compared to Walter. <coughs> it looks well, like Jordan Devlin against them. It's not only the size of Walter, but it's what them hands can do to your chest as well. Well, this would be a huge upset. You know, talk about FA Cup or whatever it is, you know, Walter to be knocked out here would be incredible. Can Joe Coffey prove everybody wrong here tonight? What a night it's been. Now it's main event time. Uh, Walter coming out of the blocks with a big boot, but Joe Coffey, wise to that. I think Joe Coffey's got to wrestle a different style. I really do. I think if he wants to beat Walter, he's got to try and do something that, you know, not Tyler Bate or, or Pete Dunne, but use his speed. And in normal matches, he doesn't do that. Well, in normal matches, he doesn't usually have the speed and uh, agility advantage. But over Volta, I think he's going to be slightly quicker. But that's the only way that he trumps the big man. I think Coffey can be happy because he has got victory over Dave Mastiff. Of course, the takeover. And that's not a good idea. He just slapped Volta. 
He's looking for a sleeper, but a back suplex. And Walter goes to the outside, and Coffee showing that this is his ring. <coughs> and the fans are split about who to cheer here. Walter gets back on the apron, but Joe sends him off for a boot. And they're talking about speed and quickness, and now Coffee on the apron. And comes flying off like a javelin right into Walter. Sending him back to the barricade. We're trying to work the midsection, but Walter just turning it. Just with a few couple of huge shots to the face. Well, that rolls in, rolls out. But you can see the mark on the back from Joe Coffey's offence earlier. Oh! Walter getting sent back first into Barry Cade. Coffey's having a run-up. But no, Walter catches him. Deposits him over Barry Cade. But Joe lands on his feet. Gives himself a bit of a run-up. And comes flying over the barricade. Takes out Walter with a shoulder block. Well, Joe Coffey's just sacrificing... His body to try and take out Walter. Referee's counting and Joe doesn't want that to go down that way. And he sends Walter back in. Joe Coffey talking trash to Walter. And now Joe Coffey going down on Walter with the punches. And then up taking Walter down in the corner. And this is a surprise in the early going. But you got maybe think Walter just taking his time trying to fill out his opponent. See what Joe Coffey's actually got. Oh my God. Well using the ropes for a bit of uh, leverage. A nice belly to belly overhead suplex. When he gets a two. Two. Joe Coffey now at the moment seems to be uh, quite confident. Well, he needs to keep on, Volta. He doesn't need to let him get anywhere near back into this match. And again, he comes running in with a huge uppercut. Upper what? Now on the second rope. He's just quicker to the punch than Walter is at the moment. Tornado DDT off the second. Into a cover up one. No. Kick out. Oh. You can just see the power still left. In Volta, as he managed to power off Joe Coffey. And uh, just trying not to be lifted, grabbing the leg. But Coffey, not having any of it. Again, trying to suplex, but can't get him up. Ring General's not moving at the moment. Coffey trying to get the upper hand. I think Volta's just too big. <coughs> a couple of huge forearms to the face, but Walter responded and won. He's giving him a chance to get for Walter to get his breath back. Huge elbows, spinning elbow. Suplex attempt. Oh my oh, word. A delayed suplex. Slams him down one, two, no. no. Well, Joe Coffey couldn't keep him down. Water managing to get the shot off at two. Two. And Joe Coffey showing the power that he's got. And now might be getting a little bit frustrated. He can't go and face someone like Walter if you haven't got a game plan. I showed Joe Coffey has. I went for the lower back and then chopped Walter. <sighs> uh, that's a good idea. Oh, dear. He's going to reap what he sows. Walter calling him out saying, come on, you think you can chop? Have another go. And he does, and Walter just takes it. <laughs> He's giving him another free shot. Oh! <laughs> Sounded like a gun going off. But Joe Coffey doesn't seem to be phased, or if he is phased by it, he's not showing it. Well, he can't breathe now, but I don't think that matters to Joe Coffey. Oh, his lungs are now on the back of his body. Oh, another chop. God. <clears throat> Award for most punishment taken in a match, Joe Coffey's chest. At the moment, a third uh, chop that he hit. Well, in all fairness, Walter didn't let Joe have three chops to him, so all's fair in love and war. And the ring general showing just how double... Oh! <laughs> double he is at the moment. Four shots, like gunshot. Jesus. You can see the mark on Joe Coffey's chest on his back. <laughs> Walter, happy to see... Uh, happy to get a count-out victory. I think without a doubt, I think um, he's not underestimate Joe Coffey, but Joe Coffey is a tough competitor, there's no doubt. But coming back with some chops. Just <clears> slammed <throat> down by Walter. 
Oh, just <laughs> jumps on his chest. It's a centre, but Coffee gets his shoulder up at two. Two. But it's turned straight into submission now. Now Walter just grabbing a leg of Joe Coffee and twists him up like a pretzel. And now there you go. Half Boston Crab. And then turns it around. The STO. And just wearing him out. Turns it into the crossface. Just different variation transitions after that. Joe Coffee managing to get to that bottom rope. <coughs> and it is all Walter at the moment. Joe Coffee saying, bring it. Do you not think the uh, the WWE Championship, uh, WWE UK Championship, is a bit too much of a mouthful for a title belt? You know, Universal, Heavyweight, Intercontinental, US. Oh, so, so this yeah. is like NXT UK's WWE UK Championship. Oh! <laughs> Another slap to the chest. Just sent Joe Coffey about a half inch into the mat. And Walter is dominant now. But let's not forget, you know, Red Pro have got a British Heavyweight Champion, like I said, represented in um, New Japan. Zack Sabre Jr. And of course, you've got the uh, UK champ here, Volta. I wouldn't want to put Zack Sabre Jr. in the ring with Volta. I think that would. Oh, Jesus Christ. The man's too pale for that. I think he would just break his body. I mean, with Joe Coffey, at least he's got a bit of uh, sun on his chest. So it kind of. Uh, you don't notice it as much. But someone like Zack Sabre Jr. is really pale and it just. Oh, fucking hell. Cave his chest in, the poor man. And now Walter just grabbing the hair of Joe Coffey, who's struggling in this match. I'd like to see Walter chopping Sheamus. I think that'd be a huge contrast. <laughs> well, speaking of Sheamus, he just hit the one beat of the Finn Balor, I suppose. Two beats and of the Finn Balor. Just a huge fud. Elmer fud. Fans chanting one more time. They do not like Joe Coffey. Well, Joe Coffey catching the third attempt, though. <clears throat> and Joe Coffey now with the forearms on the apron, desperately trying to fight off. I think if I was in a match against Volta, my strategy would be arm bars, arm locks, and everything going towards the arm. You've got to take away his, his strongest offence, which is that at the moment in time. The thing is, Walter hasn't got like spectacular finishing moves, sleeper and powerbomb. It's just the way he hits him. But he catches him out and puts him straight into a Boston Crab. And again, it's simple but effective, and he's been working on the lower back. And Joe Coffey screaming. Back into the STF, elbows to the jaw. Cravat now. And that is beautiful. Wrenching the head of Joe Coffey. Who's a million miles from the bottom rope at the moment. But struggling. Trying to get along. And as he went to reach for the arm. Walter being the ring general he is. Pulled it back. But the fans are cheering for Joe to try and get to that rope. And he does. And breaks the submission. Well Walter looking at the referee. Not much else he can do in this one at the moment. He's been battering Coffey. Maybe Joe Cobb thinks his best bet is to try and let Walter punch himself out, which is a, a difficult game plan because of just how powerful Walter is. Oh! <laughs> just gets the arm and chops coffee. Just when you think your chest gets a bit of a break, he whacks another... Oh! oh. I mean, if this was me in the match, I'd be tapping out after this many chops to the chest. But well, Joe Coffey's still doing his best to fight back. Now both men trading clotheslines. Now both run into each other. It's the immovable force versus the unstoppable object. Again, both men just run into each other. Two big Mack trucks. Waterloo showing a bit of agility. Goes for the big boot and catches him. Walter uh, with a suplex. Well, goes for the cover, presses down and but only gets two. Two. <coughs> and now Walter trying to go for the sleeper and coffee. Trying to block. He's got Walter on his back. Oh. Just chops all his weight onto Walter. Both men down now. And now what is Joe Coffey trying with Walter in the corner? He's trying to get him up on his shoulders. Walter's fighting out as best he can. Oh my God, got him an electric chair. No, it has to drop him. 
and just shoves him in the back face first into the turnbuckle. And then just a huge clothesline. Now trying to pick him up. Deadlift German. Oh, plants it in the cover. No. no. Well, somehow Walter got the shoulder up. But he doesn't look as good as he did five minutes ago. And Joe Coffey now. Got to look, try to put Walter away, which is easier said than done. Seeing as no man has ever done it. And Joe Coffey's definitely brought it here tonight. And now he's going to look to try and springboard up. Walter catches him, but Coffey manages to squirm out of it. And that is beautiful agility. Second rope managing to spring up all the way to the top. Moonsault takes out Walter, but only gets a two. Two. Incredible stuff by Joe Coffey. Never thought I'd say that. The agility of the big man. And now signaling maybe for the lariat. But Walter is there with a big boot to the face. But Coffey recovered and hit a clothesline. Trying again. Spinning round lariat. But chop. Woo. Coffey but fires him up. Slap to the face. Walter with a powerbomb. Plants him. Rolls That's through it. to cover. One, two. two. No. Oh. Well, somehow Joe Coffey gets his shoulder up at two. After Walter there had him beat and now he's got the sleeper in. Looking to finish it. And Coffee, well, I think he'll tap out, but if he doesn't, Walter's making sure he's going to pass out. Coffee now managing to get to his feet, sliding Walter off him. Comes running in again with a spear, sending Walter to the corner. Rolls out. Walter looking for a kick. Oh my god! Murders the referee. The drop kick there, taking the referee out. Fans can't believe it. Well, the referee's dead. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, it's a great little sell, but he's not going to recover <laughs> from that. And Walter now might be a little bit frustrated. But Joe Coffey with the punches. Picking up Walter with a powerbomb. Rolls him up. One, two. No, Walter still kicked out ah. with no referee. That's how unbeatable he is. And now Joe Coffey thinks to himself, hang on a minute. What can I do? Referee's down. And a fans chant for VAR as well. There's no sign of another official as of yet. And wait a minute, here comes Alexander Wolf. Big boot to Joe Coffey. And we talked about Imperium maybe not being here. They've been in the tag team match, but Alexander Wolf definitely is. And he's just helped out his partner. Looking to get Walter back up after the boot to Coffey. Well, here comes here, Dragunov. And the student and the teacher going at it. And a big knee by Dragunov, who looks absolutely pumped. Fucking hell, yeah. Well, he beat Wolf with no disqualification. And now, with referee down... Looking maybe for the torpedo, Moscow. Comes to Wolf. Oh. oh, oh, hang on a minute. He sent Wolf into the knee of Joe Coffey. And Joe Coffey now holding that knee in serious trouble. Well, Dragunov trying to help. And now Walter up. Oh, my God. And Dragunov down. <laughs> and a clothesline fold him inside out. And Joe Coffey is really struggling with that knee. And if Walter senses it or sees it, be like a shark spending blood. <coughs> And he does with a big knee, a big boot to the face. Taking Joe Coffey out. Coffey realises he's in serious trouble. And sent the head first into the steel stairs. Oh my god, but Walter's not finished. He's going to try a powerbomb. Oh, onto the corner of the ring. Well, much like Pete Dunne, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Joe Coffey feels the full force of that. Brings him back in. <laughs> a clothesline to the face. Goes for the cover. No referee. One. Oh, here comes the referee now. Two. Two. Oh. Oh, my God. Joe Coffey managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Walter cannot believe it. The other official being taken out. Alexander Wolf on the apron. Juggernaut taking him down. And these two men just fighting. All the way back. There's bad blood there. 
I don't think we've seen the last we've seen of these two. Walter now going to go up to put Joe Coffey away. We've seen him hit this before. But no, Joe Coffey up with a chop. Stopping Walter. How did he manage to get back up? Unbelievable. The punishment <coughs> he's taken, you can see there. Well, he's unable to climb the ring ropes to capitalise on uh, Walter being dazed. Well, how bad that is. And Walter now just chopping Joe Coffey. Oh. And Joe, is he using that as motivation? Well, he was for the third. The third one just dropped him on his back. Well, no, Joe's up yet again. And Joe Coffey, bad leg and all. He's got Walter up. And he managed to belly to belly suplex him off the top. Can he get into the cover? And the leg is so bad he can't take advantage. And both men down. And this match is really heated up. And the fans definitely behind both men here. Trying to get to their feet. Joe Coffey's bought it, but now we're into the final stretch. What has he got left in his body? Well, both men on their knees. Exchanging blows, kicks, punches, chops. And a huge boot by Walter on the ground there, taking Joe Coffey down. Joe Coffey feeling the knee and trying to get back to his feet. And Walter now both up, trading forearms. But Walter goes low. Coffey's still trying to work body. And now Walter trying to block it. Went for the chop. Coffey caught the arm. Huge right hand by Joe Coffey. And now again to the midsection. If you work the body, the head will come off. Punch after punch. Lefts and rights. Walter's, you don't want to get disqualified, though. Walter staggered in the corner. And the referee making sure he doesn't get disqualified. Put him away, but it gave oh. Walter a chance. Well, just one kick to the knee drops Joe Coffey. And it just takes out the leg there. Sliding kick, Walter going up. Splash. One, two. No. Coffey managing to kick out. Uh, unbelievable. You see Walter, a man of his size, shouldn't be able to splash off the top like that. All his weight coming down. That's the move that beat Pete Dunne for the UK title. Squashing coffee, but couldn't get the job done. Fans on their feet at ringside. And maybe Walter just can't beat Joe Coffey. Well, Joe Coffey, uh, he must have been training for about a year for this match. Right, I doubt he's had that in the back of his mind. Bad leg and all. He's given everything he's got. Walter, I'll give it all i got, Captain. Walter cannot believe that coffee's still on his feet. Now the ring general looking to finish off the Iron King. And it could be powerbomb time. No, Joe blocking it. Walter trying to pick him up for the powerbomb. Joe trying to lift Walter over his head. Unable to because of that bad knee. Now Walter got Coffee powerbomb. No, Coffee lands <laughs> on his feet. Discus Lariat. Spun, hit Walter. I think partially though. This one hit the target. Goes for the cover. One, two, no. And we were just seconds away from a new... UK champ. Somehow Walter gets shot up at two. Two. Unbelievable. And Coffee now going to expose the elbow pad. And he realises this is his best chance. And the fans realise as well we could have a new UK champion. That we were talking about. Here he comes. Now Walter catches him. Locks in a sleeper. Drags him down to the mat. And now he's turned into the reverse chin lock. And Coffee's got nowhere to go at this moment in time. And that's better for Walter turning it round. Transitioning. But Coffey's still on his feet. Oh, it's the chop sitting at him. That kick to the back did. And another clubbing blow and then just locks in that sleeper. And again, chops the hands. Got the head. And an incredible suplex folds him inside out. <coughs> and now Walter looking to put Coffey away. Hoists him up. Powerbomb. But he's not finished there. Well, turns him over. Oh, <laughs> chop to the back. Loads him up. 
Second powerbomb. Turns him over into the sleeper. Now that looks like he's trying to turn into a crossface as well. Joe Coffey is in serious trouble now. And he's got no choice but to tap out. And still, your WWE UK champion, Volta. Well, Volta wins there. But an incredible match. Much better than we thought, Dan. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I didn't have high hopes for this match, but it certainly delivered. Uh, Joe Coffey, he bought it. And, uh, you know, I kind of like the, the little bit of interference, you know, towards the latter stages of the match. Referee getting knocked out. No, sorry, the referee getting murdered. Yeah, referee getting murdered. And then a bit of interference from uh, Alexander Wolf, Ir Dragunov coming out to even up the scores. But basically, the man who saved him is a man who kind of possibly cost him the match as well. I think there'll be a story told about that down the line. I think this is uh, the end of, like I said, Joe Coffey as a main event talent, but as a kind of building a feud as a heel team, I think that would make sense. I think Imperium need a bigger challenger. I think tonight... With the trading of the power moves with Walter, that he could definitely go one on one with him. And like you said, I thought it was a really good match. If you two big men going at it, that's what you want. You want two big men trading moves, trading power bombs, clotheslines, and stuff like this, which they did. You know, all credit to them. And you got to wonder if the outside interference might have gone a little bit differently. Would that change the picture? But I think a great match overall. Anyway, absolutely, yeah, very good match uh, on top of a very good pay per view. Without a doubt, you know, we'll get onto that in a minute. And, of course, we should say prediction-wise, it ends three points to two. Of course, I get the first pay-per-view win of the decade or the first NXT. No one cares, though, James. No one really cares. No, but I think a great match, though, between two men. Like I said, Joe Coffey proved a lot of people wrong here tonight that he could go one-on-one Walter. And Walter showing that, yeah, maybe sometimes, you know, the dominant champion... We'll need help, but here come Imperium out as well. <clears throat> well, they was uh, unsuccessful in their attempts at capturing gold earlier. But you can see the ice on uh, Ike and Barthel and Alexander Wolf. But at least Walter walks out as NXT UK champion. I do look like I'm part of Imperium, don't I? You do. And Imperium are here, and they are dominant in NXT UK. And that is Paul's been not been about tonight. So Imperium rule, and uh, we'll get on now. We'll talk about the rest of the card because, it, like you said, it was a very good takeover event. And I caught... Oh, wait a minute! Oh! Undisputed Era! <laughs> well, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Carl O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. Coming the bones. I mean, uh, Eichner and Barthel, they've been for a hellacious matchup, and so has Volta. Um, Alexander Wolf's been hurt as well. Oh, my God, he just got taken out. By Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. Barfell taken out by Strong. Adam Cole is standing in the ring. The NXT champ with the NXT UK champion. And a huge NXT chant. As Volta calling out Adam Cole saying, you want some, come get some. The rest of the Undisputed Era come in and it's just a mauling tactics that we've seen a lot of times with these four guys. Now, Walter trying to fight 4-1. Big knee by Strong. Super kick by Cole. The high-low. By Strong and Fish. Well, they, the American NXT have invaded NXT UK. The fans cannot believe it. And they are standing tall and is undisputed over Imperium. And what a way to end NXT TakeOver Blackpool. These two teams will collide at Wells Collide. And I don't think they're finished yet. Well, they're trying to show that there's only one four-man stable in NXT. 
And that, James, is undisputed. Well, the fans chanting that as Adam Cole talking trash. They've got Walter set up. Is this Adam Cole going to hit the last shot? Boom. And that could be all she wrote come Worlds Collide. Well, unbelievable, undisputed era. What a crazy to end TakeOver Blackpool. Like I say, next weekend, Imperium versus Undisputed Era will be off the chart. Wow. Off the chizan. Off the chizan. What a way to finish. All right, let's run through the card then. And, of course, we've got a little bit of news as well to catch up on. So, first match, Dan, Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. Wasn't the best way to start this card. You know, it wasn't um, the greatest, most entertaining match. It was, it was a good little warm-up. It wasn't a terrible match. Um, and, you know, it told a good story, but I think they told the wrong kind of story between student and teacher. Well, it was a nice move to the outside, wasn't it, the powerbomb? That was all right. Uh, I, that, was, that was a good move. But like I said, Dennis get the victory over Trent Seven. Did we really need that to start us off at TakeOver? I don't think we did. I gave it a three out of five. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you, three out of five for that. For and me. then Katie Ray versus Piper Niven versus Tony. This was a great match from all three women involved. Definitely showing that the NXT UK women's division is as good as the NXT's one. Uh, and we definitely saw all three and putting it on the line. Of course, Kaylee Ray sneaking out with a victory. I know you thought Piper Niven would get it, but I think this sets up a, uh, maybe a loser leaves town match with Tony Storm and then Niven versus Kaylee Ray maybe at the next takeover. But I gave that a four and a quarter out of five. I gave that a four out of five. It was good, but it wasn't great. Well, Evelyn versus Tyler Bate. I thought this was an absolute exhibition of a match. Two very technically gifted wrestlers, both putting it all on the line. And I feel they didn't even give us everything that they could. You know, it felt like they was holding something back. Maybe for a rematch between these two guys, I don't know. But it was still fun, energetic, you know, high impact. A few near miss falls and, uh, you know, eventually the right man winning. So it was a really good all-round satisfactory feeling from that match. Yeah, a, a good match between between the two. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I thought that was really good chemistry between the two there. Though. Yeah, I agree with you. Four and a half out of five. And then we had Gallus, Imperium, uh, Mandrews and uh, Morgan Flash Webster and Grizzled Young Vets in a ladder match, which was off the chain. You know, you talk about TLC matches from 20 years ago and this one had everything that you wanted as well. You know, it was incredible stunts. We saw the tables being used with uh, the flip off the top. And Gallus surprisingly retaining. Dan, what are your thoughts? Again, you know, it's um, it was a crazy match. We saw a metal ladder getting snapped clean in two. We saw, you know, the spot where everyone's kind of up jostling for ladder, jostling for position on ladders, trying all trying to get the belt. You know, all of them wanting it, and eventually it all falling apart and someone getting really badly hurt. Um, as you say, we saw that amazing stunt on the outside through the table. That was fun. Um, yeah, you know, it delivered on... Yeah, I gave that a 5 out of 5. I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. 5 out of 5 as well. And then the main event, Volta versus Joe Coffey. <clears throat> well, this match, I think out of all of them, it was the one I was expecting least from. And it was the one that most exceeded my expectations. It was um, a very hard-hitting affair. I, I feel really sorry for Joe Coffey's chest. And his back after getting them multiple slaps showed that it had to take a lot to put the game challenger down as well. I completely agree. I thought it was a really, really good match and uh, shocking way to end. My, my feeling is that I'll come up to the overall rating in a minute uh, about this, but I gave that a four out of five, the main event. I gave that a four and a quarter out of five. I, I feel with my rating for this match is that if we look back on it in a few months' time, have we really missed anything? And 
We didn't have any titles changing hands. And yes, there was a couple of cracking matches. But even the Undisputed Era getting involved, will that mean anything? Will Worlds Collide really make that much of a difference, you know, in a few months' time? I'm not sure. Uh, what is your rating out of 10 and what are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm going to give that uh, an 8 and 3 quarters out of 10. I think it was hugely entertaining. It was a pay-per-view that I could watch again, probably skipping the first match. Yeah, I think that would be fair to say. I'm going to give that an 8 and a half. Uh, like I said, I don't think there's anything that we really would have missed if it had taken place somewhere else, you know. Uh, so... For me, what a bad way to start. Not the best, I don't think, not the best NXT UK takeover, but still I think a very, very good show. All right, and uh, the last thing, who is your man or person of the night, Dan? Something you come up with last year. Who are you going to give that to? Um, I think man of the pay-per-view goes to Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, yeah. Well, I've gone Kaylee Ray just because of her performance and managing to come out as NXT Women's Champion. All right, so we're going to bring you the NXT UK results, even, from the 16th of January. And we open the show with a video recapping NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. 2. Before we get several still highlights of the matches. And our first match is A-Kid versus Joseph Connors. Yes, they lock up before A takes Joe down and gets a quick two count. 2. Off a backslide before they exchange and roll around on the mat. A-Kid kicks Joe before Joe hits a backbreaker into a neck snap for another two. 2. Before hitting a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. A-Kid catches Joe when he goes for a moonsault. Locks in an armbar before transitioning into a triangle. But Joe powers out. He then hits the don't look down for the pin and the win. So Joseph Connors defeats A-Kid. And then we go backstage with officials trying to keep Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin apart. Before we get an interview with Gallus backstage after retaining their titles. We get the video recapping the split between Ginny and Jazzy Gaber before it's announced that Jazzy will be in action against Killer Kelly next week. We get a recap of the UK Women's Championship Triple Threat match before we go to a post-match interview with Tony Storm. Up next, we get another recap of Undisputed Era attacking Imperium before the two of the four competitors for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship and that there will be two Qualifying matches beginning next week with Ligero and Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks and the Brian Kendrick. So our next match is Cassius Ono versus Dave Mastiff. They have a lock-up and a test of strength that Dave wins before taking Ono down. But he's quickly up. Ono slaps Dave who drop kicks Ono before hitting a scoop slam and Ono sends Dave into the post before locking in the cravat. Ono hits a rolling senton and locks in another cravat before Dave hits a back suplex to get free before dropping Ono and hitting several rolling sentons into a running back senton for two. Two. Ono counters into the void with a sunset flip, flip for two, before Dave hits a released German, German suplex and a rolling senton off the top. Dave then hits into the void for the pin and the win. Yeah, so two matches that took place before you take over Blackpool. Uh, take a place there. And of course, like we say, next week we'll bring you the UK results because hopefully we'll have some build-up Towards World Collide will be live Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, well, there was one bit of huge news story. So we'll do the big, huge news story before we leave because uh, we just want to talk about it. And it's basically Impact Wrestling superstar Tessa Blanchard was accused of racism and bullying by women's wrestlers Alison Kay and Chelsea Green last Saturday afternoon. Well, the, accusation, the, <coughs> the accusations emerged when Blanchard set a, sent a message from Twitter saying, Hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. Kay will respond first by retweeting Blanche's message and accusing her of spitting on a black woman and calling her the N-word during a time in Japan. 
Well, Alison Kay said, uh, remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you supporting Min? The audacity of this tweet. Well, Green was also retweet Blanche's message, but the accusations she brought up were focused on Blanche bullying and bullying her and other women in the industry. Oh, well, she put, you've constantly put down, bullied and belittled countless female co-workers, including me. Is that support? Blanchard would respond to Green claiming to have been nothing but nice to her and accusing her of making these claims for clout. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard said, I've never been anything but kind to you. I've dealt with mean girls since I started, not saying I'm a saint. Hell, I've had my ups and downs and I've made silly decisions. Such is life. You have zero merit in your comments. Instead of putting me down here for a little clout, you got me. Blanchard would then send another tweet saying, well, not true. That seems to have been aimed at Kay's accusations of racism, though it wasn't made clear. Well, she went on to say, not true, that's my statement, and most and the most attention I'll give it because of how ridiculous it is. A women's wrestling Priscilla Kelly would come on to chime and experience with Blanchard last year when Kelly's spot for Suburban Fight went viral. Kelly claimed that Blanchard continued to other people going forward after making her initial comments about the spot. Well, this is what Priscilla Kelly says. She said, remember publicly putting me down on Twitter last year for something that didn't involve you whatsoever? Then continuing to drag my name to other people for it. Well, as of now, the only wrestler who have come out in defence of Blanchard is fellow Impact Wrestling superstar Moose, who claimed the timing of the tweets from Green and K shows a lot about their character. Well, he said, I guess you and Chelsea Green are absolute angels with clean past. The timing of these tweets from you guys shows a lot about your characters. Well, the accusations against Blanchard rose a day before she faced Sammy Callahan in an intergender match for the Impact World Championship at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view. But La Rosa Negra did respond to all this as well. Yes, uh, when I saw those tweets, I was in shock and impressed because since 2017, people have been pushing me to speak about something that isn't necessary. I don't like to talk about my personal life. I keep myself private. Reading all those fellas, fellow wrestlers' tweets that supported me and reading their names, it surprised me. Tweets from Renee Michelle, Sienna, Chelsea Green, Shanna and other female wrestlers about the comment made to me. As reading other non wrestlers comments i said i have to do something because it wasn't how it says it was well maybe, maybe, we'll go. Oh, maybe people took it wrong i don't want to be overexposed with this female wrestlers know what really happened and why i didn't say anything i just want to clear things up well she said i respect my work everywhere about the comment then every female has to respect themselves is a right but it didn't come from the right person working in the u.s and japan i didn't disrespect anybody no female wrestler promoters sponsors or any fan that's not me. People who know me know who I am. And the people I work for, NWA, Ring Warriors, Battle, Bombshell, Shine, Star, The Marvelous. Everywhere I've worked, they can tell you how I behave. I don't talk to them like mean about people. You won't hear me talk bad about other wrestlers. I was there support me or didn't. Because when you're part of this business, you focus on yourself, your work and work with respect. I don't expect to receive any apologies. It's not necessary. I erased what happened. I gave it to God. I took it out of myself. It saddens me that racism, envy and bad things exist in sports. It is always there. As adults, when something bad happens, we can resolve things by talking. There's always a solution. Mine was to forget what happened in that April 2017 in Japan. Well, I think that's a good experience for me because now I know that I had a lot of backup. It's impressive. I didn't know so many people knew about the situation. Situation. Until the Twitter thing, I felt fulfilled and tickled. I feel good. I know I achieved what I wanted and nothing will dull everything I've achieved alone. Well, she doesn't mention Blanchard specifically, but doesn't refute any of what is already out there, despite the phrase, it wasn't how it says it was, where, where whatever it refers to seems to have been lost in translation. 
If the scene with Tessa played out as wrestlers mentioned reported it, La Rosa's approach was to try and forget the incident until Blanchard's tweet telling women to support each other brought it back up. Well, per Alison Kay, the first person to tweet the allegation, she was given permission by La Rosa to come forward. But has Tessa had the last word? Because she wrote her name in the pro wrestling history books at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view, becoming the first woman to win a promotion as well. Told she defeated Sammy Callahan in the inter-domain event Wrapping up a year-long storyline that saw Blanchard rise to the top. Uh, her victory speech after Hard to Kill went off the air somewhat addressed those rumours saying that she hasn't been perfect. She said, no one in this life is perfect. We're all human. It doesn't matter what you call me. I've got one of the strongest minds that I've ever known. So wherever you come for me, you come for all these people. Well, Blanchard, the daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard, wrapped up her speech by telling fans that she is now the standard bearer of the promotion. Man or woman, pound for best in the world, and I'm now your world champion. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. We'll watch the match on our live show next weekend. But what do you think of uh, Tessa Blanchard's storyline at the moment? Uh, I say storyline, she's the, the world champion now, but these comments have come out. Do you think something should be done about this, or you know, is it just another thing of this going on again on Twitter? I think because she's relevant at the moment, it's come out. I'm sure all these women knew what happened with Tessa Blanchard long, long way before this. But they've chosen, now that she's in the spotlight, to kind of highlight it. Um, I think La Rosa Negra, or whatever her name is, she is kind of being the bigger person in all of this. She just wanted to put it down and push it away and say, look, it's happened, it's with God now, it's out of my hand. You know, I'm focusing on myself, my career, I don't care what's going on. But, you know, all this stuff, bringing it back up again, I think it's rude of everyone else. Yeah, well, we shall see. We'll have probably a bit more news about this as well. Uh, on next week's episode. Like I said, we've got next our, our live weekend as well. And of course, Saturday we are live at 10pm for Wells Collide pre-show, which will bring you the uh, women's title match as well. And on Sunday, at live at 9pm for the Royal Rumble live kickoff. Yeah, one of the best events, uh, I would say, of the year. The Royal Rumble kicks into gear. And of course, we have our live weekends next weekend. But that is it for NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Just like to say thanks for everybody who uh, listened to us and joined us. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network View or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rose across all the Google platforms. Don't forget to follow us. Uh, send us an email at WNRPodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram as well as WNRPodcast on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, come and find our page and give us a like with a WNR podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNR Podcast, where we've got all the latest clips on there. Podcasts got the same time on YouTube. We do our places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows next weekend. Stitch Radio and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Like I say, I have been James Rollins. As always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next weekend for the live shows. Bye. Bye. <laughs>